recorded live. Hey, how you doing? This is Benita Asset, sipping tea with B, and we have a continuation of last week's show. We were talking about Shahrazad Ali, the announcements that she made at a lecture that I went to. So I called my girlfriends and I chatted it up with them about her announcements and Of course, that offered one particular point of view, even though we had four women on the call or five for part of it. And um, one of my good brother friends said to me, well, I know you tried to offer a good balanced point of view, but it maybe could have been just a little bit more balanced. So what I've done is invited the brothers to come onto the call and give us their point of view on and as well as their point of view, their responses to the announcements of Shahrazad Ali, our queen mother, sister queen mother, who has so many good things to say. And one of the things I'm so excited about her is because she, in this day and age, is unapologetically black, and that is so refreshing for me. I um, am in much agreement. One of the things that she said while we were off the call, we were going back and forth about the her agreement, her feeling that black men just really want to be appreciated, accepted, and in agreement with us, or they would like for us to be in agreement with them. And it kind of turned into like a little funny thing between me and my sisters when I said it to them, like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm sure they do. Something like that was their responses. But... Um, I, I I really think that that makes a lot of sense, and I think our brothers have a response to that. So we got a couple brothers on the call right now today. We got Maine and Joe, and um, I'm going to let Maine start that one off in response to that because I think he's got a, a very good point that he would like to share. Well, what's up, everybody? Hey, Peace, everybody. Yes. Oh, let me say this. Let me start it off appropriately. Um, thank you all for joining the show, and thank you to the listeners, and thank you for people all over the world who are downloading this broadcast. Thank you, Maine, for coming on the show, and thank you, Joe, for coming on the show. I really, really, really do appreciate y'all um, not only just being on earth but also being a friend of mine. I'm always benefiting from your existence, so I do appreciate you. Likewise, us. Okay, then go ahead. Tell me Uh, about the theory of the appreciation, acceptance, and agreement. Why are you in agreement with Ms. Sharazad on that issue? Yeah, definitely in agreement with that. Um, We want the feeling of appreciation is is probably the most missed and the most needed that that males need appreciation acceptance, and agreement. I, I agree with all three. Mm-hmm. Um, just, to, just to feel um, accepted, just, it, it's, it overall gives a feeling of, it gives the feeling of trust. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing. You know, just to know your woman is in alignment with you. Just to know, you know, because that's, that's really the breakdown of what it takes of really alignment. Like, you know, if you go into a, a disagreeable situation, a situation where you bring up a, a topic and is met with like a disagreeable energy or, you know, you find one, 
you know, your partner found one point that, that she may not agree with and just harp on that and it don't get no energy, it'll mm-hmm. just die off. So you want you know, you want that you want that agreement, you want that appreciation, you want that, you know, acceptance, at least, you know, something to build on. Okay, okay, brother, I like that. That point, that point, I don't necessarily agree with that. But you know, you getting you getting energy, you moving. Mm-hmm. You moving and you still want some peace involved, so that appreciation just to come home to a warm, feminine voice, a, a feeling. Right. Like off the air, you were saying that women have these different pitches and tones and octave levels and how men, there's certain pitches and tones that can just cause the hair on the neck of your back to just stand up and just cause you to just be like, ugh. So what is it that, that, that ugh feeling? Is it the tone of her voice or is it more so the the types of things that she's saying or is it the the argumentative style? I think another thing that you were talking about was like her masculine energy when she can get to be. So what you saying? Yes. You know, the like power, when we do something like that. So what, power, what, what you trying to say? The power of feminine is so powerful. If I come home from a crazy day while I'm being, you know, it's this, it's this meme on the Internet. Uh, it's like all these forces are coming at these black dudes, like what we got to deal with every day. Man. We got to deal with white supremacy, the police, uh, goofy, goofy niggas, all this stuff every day. And if I get, and if I walk into the house, and this sister is like, she can hit me on that pitch, that tone. Hey, brother, hey, you know, hey, brother, you know, I can't imitate the, the vibration, but that'll just you know, calm us down. Mm-hmm. That'll calm down the beast. Like, like man, we out here, and we ain't got no friends. So yeah, we need you know now we get come in the house, and we greeted with another energy, you know, just a, a energy of what you you know this that blah blah you know like the honey do list hit you with that right away in the morning. I dated a um a guy at one time where he uh, I hit him with the honey do li- honey do list like early in the morning. He's like damn, like you can't just say good morning. And, right. And I, and I I was like, well, I I was just trying to get it out the way. Like, you know, this got to be done, that got to be done, this got to be done. And and yeah, I didn't but I didn't even realize it though. I didn't realize that what I was doing was a bad thing until he pointed that out to me. And from yeah, then on, we, you know, even you know, even though he's my ex, if I talk to him today and it's ten o'clock at night, but I haven't talked to him in a long time, we'll say good morning, just on the strength of that. You know, it's just this new little thing because. And and the reason is because it's like our way of saying to each other, "Hey, I appreciate you being on the, your, you know, I appreciate you being on this earth." I and I and before I say anything else to you, I want to let you know that I can at least, at the very least, acknowledge your existence. It, it sets a whole different tone. Like the way we're going to come at you um, is going to be much. You know, you just relax us. That's what that's what we want. We want to. After dealing with all that stuff, we don't want nothing else that's going to elevate us. Like, man, we want to come home and be embraced, accepted, mm-hmm. appreciated. And see, the thing is, though, that we don't know all of these things. Like, yeah. we, weren't, we weren't born with this. And some of these things need to be taught. And some sometimes they're taught and sometimes they're not. I mean, my I think my mother did a lot to appreciate my father. Like, she showed me that in a lot of ways. And so... 
one thing that maybe I didn't get a chance to see because my behind would be sleeping in. um, So maybe I didn't see the way she greeted my father in the morning. I did hear her fuss with us if I didn't say hello to her. I didn't sleep with you last night, you know. But but for whatever reasons, I don't know why I didn't pick up that skill until I had to be told by my significant other at the time, you know. And and I don't know why we don't get every lesson when the lessons are being taught. Sometimes um, they have to be taught and retaught and retaught and retaught (laughs) and retaught. You know, it's hard, kind of hard headed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hard headed. But it makes us soft behind, though. No, sure do. Joe, you got anything to say about acceptance, appreciation, and being in agreement with your woman? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thanks for having me on the call, and welcome, um, I'll just um, I'll just piggyback on what the brother man was saying, and you to a degree. It's um it's a lot to be said about uh two individuals uh being on one accord with one mission, one consciousness, because ultimately it's one love. Now, if you have um you have individuals dealing with um other other issues of the world and um you you're not taking into account what what the brother or the sister may be going into and you just come as soon as they come in the door, you come Pouring out all your problems without without giving a chance for uh, the brother or the sister to relax, you know, kind of decompress, unwind a little bit before you start pouring out all the bullshit that you're going through. I mean, we're all going through it, so it 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 takes it takes a lot for that understanding uh, of each other to be um, to be displayed, really, and that's that's definitely what we look for. Um, you know, when we when we look for our mates, soul mates or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And um is it someone that understands that you're you you're living this life too and you're going through whatever you may be I going think, through. And I think that's being considerate, you know, thoughtful. Not Absolutely. like you said, not not considering that you're the only person on earth. It's one of the things right. I say to my son often. I'm like, Hold on, brother, look. You're not on this earth by yourself. Pick that up. Everybody else got to walk through this space. But it also reminds me of my own self. Like I had this um, friend, I called him up and I say, I had this tendency to try and, like I I thought what I was doing was to help expedite time. And um, so then instead of saying, hey, how you doing? You know, how was your day? Do you have the moment to speak with me? You know, instead of checking in with the brother, what I was doing was I would just start rushing through whatever it was that I wanted to say to him. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, did you get the tickets to the um, Charizard? I want you to come with me. What's up? What you doing? You know, I would just start off the conversation like that, like trying to hurry up and get through because I I knew this particular brother was busy. You know, he just had stuff in his life going on. So I didn't want to hold him hostage on the phone. And then he said, whoa, 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 whoa. But he don't be talking to me like that. He said, you, you you, don't even know what my situation is. You don't know where I'm at or what I'm doing or who I'm with. He said, you didn't even check in with me. You didn't even see if I could talk to you on the phone. And I, don't, I think there was um, this particular brother taught me a lot of those lessons when it came to how I communicate with others. And um, that was a, a lesson learned, definitely. At that particular moment in my life, I made sure from then on, not only when I called him, did I check in, but everybody else on earth that I talked to, 
hey, how you doing? You you got some time to talk? Is it cool? Can we talk? Especially when I call you, Joe, because, you know, we don't talk every day, so I don't really know what's going on exactly in your okay. life. I'm like, Joe, right. you, you got a minute? Can I talk to you? Right. And Joe, you are so, so good about, you know, listening and waiting and and not um not unloading on a person, you know? Like you'll listen to me for hours and then and I'll be like, Well, I'm so sorry, I feel like I'm monopolizing the conversations or anything that you want to say. <laughs> but, you know, and it's like we um and I don't think it's just you like you, Joe, in my life, you do that really well, but I think as a as a kind of more as a rule, men have a tendency to do that, you know? Like this It's a male it's a male men. energy. It's the male energy to observe, to observe the situation. And listen. Just just, whether it's through listening, visual, or whatever, just to observe the situation. Now, the feminine can dance and move and flow, talk, and all that, but we we get joy out of really observing you dance, observing you move and flow. That's the the masculine energy. The other thing about your observation is, when you observe like that, then you're also protecting us, too, I noticed. Like, I was at an event the other day, and um, a fight broke out between a couple ladies, and the men were on it quick to protect them, you know, to stop them from fighting and to grab them and hold her and protect her and make sure that she didn't continue to be harmed. And I, I was so happy that she was there with the brother. And it also kind of scared me. I was like, man, it, is it okay for me to walk freely on this earth? Like, it gave me this feeling of, can I leave my house without a man anymore? Am I supposed to have a man by my side each and every day, everywhere I go, you know, to kind of be that? Because I didn't, I didn't catch it as fast as the men in the audience caught it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or the way somebody, that, huh? Somebody got to be the vanguard. Yeah. Hmm. That that also reminds me of how Shabazad, she said, ladies. Don't assume that you're the only man, you're the only woman that the man will love, right? And I think that there's all kinds of type of love out there. So let's just say that the two ladies that were in the fight or that I saw, what mm-hmm. if um, the man who helped her wasn't her man, but he helped, you know, he, he caused her to not die that day, you know what I'm saying, or not get beat up really bad. Or he he protects her in some kind of way. He like he reached over because because being the man that he is and he's there and he's in the audience and he looks over and he sees, you know, a woman in in crisis like that and he reaches over to protect. But I think sometimes we as women can get jealous and man, what you doing? Why are you over there trying to touch her? You know, why are you trying to help her? Why are you trying to do for her? Or like, you know how. Like, Maine, I know you know this, um, when we go to, like, the different events at, like, the Culture Connection or other different conscious areas here yeah. in the city, if the women don't have a place to sit, then the man will get up and offer the seat, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, like, I wonder if there's ever been a time where a woman is like, why are you giving the chair up for her? You know, like, those kind of jealous-type moments like that. And I think that we as a community, is, we can be a much better, stronger people if, we like you said before, if we trust and we appreciate and we um allow our brothers to utilize their skills of observation and listening and all of that stuff to help support all of us. You know what I'm saying? Does that yeah, bring definitely, any thoughts to definitely, definitely I think that go back to you know, when you were saying it, it definitely went back to acceptance for me. Because sometimes, you know, 
the two of us can, I'm going to just say women, can distance themselves or act like they don't need the help so much that you don't want to help no more. Like, all right, go ahead. Like, do get out. <laughs> right. You know, so, you know, if, if the one, if we feel any kind of acceptance from, from those women, we're going to break that up. Or if it's just a, an environment that we set, like, let's say, the coach connection or something, you know, or one of our events, we ain't going to let no, you know, we just ain't going to let nothing, you know, no miss, not, nothing crazy happen up in, up in that spot. Or our, our homes, any place that we consider our home, we're not going to let nothing crazy happen, period. So, but yeah, we want that, we want that acceptance. Like, we, you know, don't, like, don't tell me you, you, like you got it. Certain situations you just can't handle. Like we got it. We have to step in and, and handle it. Yeah. Skype caller? Hello? He shot out. So can you, um, y'all can still hear me? Yeah, yes. we hear you. Okay. Well, exactly. And when you say, when you say, um, don't tell us you got it, because we definitely not going to have it the way you guys have it. We just won't. And um, but emotionally, we may feel like we do, or we know what's going on, and so we um, might get kind of pigheaded about it at times. But I definitely, in that moment, I was so glad that there were so many fellas there because they all were on it quick. And the one there was a one man who was really far away from the situation, like maybe about ten rows over or something. So he couldn't he couldn't physically address the situation, so he used his mouth. Like he said, things like, come on, we are good people or something like that. He was hollering out. All right, good calm energy. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to calm it down with his voice, you know, trying to do, you know, still trying to protect, you know, still being a man in the situation. So, mm-hmm. okay, we, um, the the cool thing about, I'm so glad, Maine, you on the call because you were actually there too, so you could kind of help me with other announcements or things like that that I wanted to bring forth from what she said. I'm going to go down my list of different announcements, try and pick out something that maybe um, wasn't said when we were on the call with the with the ladies. Um, uh, one of the things that I remember her talking about, I don't know why I feel the energy to speak on this right here, but that is like um, the list of different things that she kept rattling off that how we can help support white supremacy. Um, like for instance, the white dolls or the um, blonde hair or the um, allowing your children to date white folks or having white friends or taking your children to churches where there's white gods. And, oh, you know, that reminds me, I was looking at um, one of my friends, he had on his page, on his Facebook page, the um, the Muhammad Ali Truth. And it was this long list, Muhammad Ali, he was talking to some white guy, and I'm sorry, I can't remember, but he was in the midst of an interview. And he said, he put it this way, he was so slick, you know, quick-witted. But there was just the way he put it. He's like, as a, as a child, I just had these questions. Questions like, why is 
Like why 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 is there so many white gods? Like why is there a white Jesus? And why is there white angels? Where are all the black angels? And his mother of course was like, Well, you know, da da or why do we have to drink milk and honey? I don't really too much like milk and honey. If heaven is about milk and honey, I I'd rather have steak, you know. And so he's just saying some of those things and it it was it was interesting and it was funny and it was all that, you know, in the way Muhammad Ali speaks. But then it was also very, hmm. And I think sometimes we as a people can be so accepting that we forget that we have the right to acknowledge our enemy. We have the right not to keep giving to our enemy. Um, and there there may have be some people listening to this call who say, yeah, but I got white friends and they're real cool. Okay, all right. So, um, but there still is a system in place that harms us. And so how do we, um, as a people, the the list that she was saying like that, I think some of us participate in this and some of us don't, right? And there's like things on this list that she was saying, even going to get your hair done and staying in the hair Staying at the shop for five hours, like, say, once a week or on the daily or that often, it also contributes to it because you're not supporting your family. You should be at home taking care of them is what she was saying. You guys have any responses to that announcement, the announcement of ways that we as a people help to support white supremacy? Oh, another one that she didn't mention that comes to my mind is, like, coonism. Yeah, I, I will. Okay. I well. will. This um. I mean, let's talk about it. You mentioned a couple things. Um, one of the things you mentioned is um, uh, women in crisis or uh, actually as a people we're in crisis. And this is one thing that I, uh, we, I've been working with a couple brothers of, um, you know, we're organizing, um, trying to do um, like a male rites of passage type deal. And what we're doing is working with brothers from birth to ancestry, and um, throughout the throughout the process, it, it's it's our main goal to um, understand what being a man is, understand how we treat our ladies, understand how we treat the um, the, the women in our lives, understand as a as a man, as a father, how do we raise our children to um, to be productive individuals. Um, and so on and so forth. So um, I mean, I look at it, I look at it from the lens as um, without direction, you you kind of out here just trying to do what you think is right. I mean, there needs to be a black print that we all need to follow um, for the males as well as the females. But I'll tell you this: um, it's it's going to be a constant struggle if if uh, the, the sisters if the sisters um, aren't connected with the brother who knows what's going on. And by that, I mean um, if the brother isn't right with uh, his consciousness, who he is and, and where he's going, it's going to be a constant struggle. And um, how are you – we're going to continue to um, to follow the leader, but which leader are we following? And that goes back to – that goes back to all that white supremacy stuff. We are so um, – we're so keen on – on believing everything that they tell us because of the the full um well the transatlantic slave syndrome. Well, let's we well, let's just start right there and um that mental that mental struggle that's been worked on us is 
it's still to this day. You mentioned the, the light-skinned doll or whatever, whatever. Man, um, for a while there wasn't even black dolls to play with. So we have to we have to understand we have to understand what we're dealing with too. So if you had a black doll, maybe it wouldn't be such a such an issue as a, um as it is with all the white dolls. So I mean it's it's a lot that we have to deal with, and um, understanding who we are and where we come from will uh, will begin that healing process. <clears throat> for both uh, males and women. But I know the brothers, we need to get our, we need to get our acts together and, um, and, and begin to lead this, this next revolution. I have a question. Are we able to heal together, or do you think the, do we need to separate for that? I don't, I don't think it's so much a separate, a separate piece. I know that, I know that uh, tr- um, traditionally, when I'm separate, I'm talking about the genders, not the races. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we can do it together. It could be, it could definitely be done together. But you, you, you definitely need the, the men need to make sure that they know what the hell we're doing first. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. So, um, so the ladies won't won't be out here looking um, looking as disjointed as we all are. Let's um and, let's break this down into like one simple, just real, real simple, kind of maybe even a petty example. But like when a brother's interested in a lady and he wants to take her out on Hello? a date, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, is everything all right? Peace, oh, peace. hallelujah! My brother joined the call from the West Coast. All right, so we all here, east to west. How you doing, Charles? I'm doing good, Miss Benita. How you doing? I'm I'm doing well, bro. Thank you so much for calling <laughs> in. I so appreciate you, and and I um. And and I hope that um, all was well and that you rested okay. And um, you got us right in the middle of a, a discussion, and I'm about to ask a question, and so maybe you'll be able to respond right. to that or give a scenario. So say the brother's taking the sister, wants to take her out, right? And so mm-hmm. he's like, hey, come on, let's go on this um, date or whatever. But then when they get there, I mean, not get there, but then, so the brother goes to her house and he picks her up and then they get in the car and then the brother's like, so what you want to do? And she's like, mm-hmm. um, or like, where you want to go? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, and, and that kind of goes back to Joe's point of the men have to know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I said, I said that this was going to be like a, a little slight, tiny, tiny, tiny example of what Joe is saying. Cause I know, I understand Joe that it's on a, a much greater scale. See Charles, right before you called in, Joe was telling um, the story of how hard white supremacy is on us, but how, what we got to do is um, when we, when we, if we as a couple or we as a nation, women and men together, are recognizing that that is our enemy that we can kind of push forward. And the men have to get their plan together and the women got to get their plan together. But um, And so when he started talking about a plan, as small as, and as simple as going out on a date, if the brother can't even get that plan together, right? Mm-hmm. Then uh, so, well, I mean... I, I kind of feel like this, like, you know, I think that before they got to the dating stage, you know, I'm sure they was on the phone talking and parlaying or whatever. And, you know, I'm sure he picked up some kind of context clues about 
what kind of things she's interested in, you know what I mean? So I think it is kind of the man's responsibility, you know, as far as, you know, going out or whatever to figure out what the plan is going to be and say, hey, this is what I got lined up for us to do tonight, you know what I'm saying? Instead of it being like, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, what you what you want to do, you know what I mean? It's like, this is what we're going to do, you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of dude I am, I mean, I mean, some other, you know, you know, women might not, you know, I don't know, they might not, you know, feel like that's all, you know, all that good, you know, like, hey, I think I have a, should have a say in what we're going to do, but if that's the case, then it should have had, got to that point before the brother rolled up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, exactly, yeah, it's like, if, um, if you can't put together the plan, you know, the man comes with the plan. I mean, because something that simple, like you said, as going out on a date, a female is looking, you know, they, they're putting a whole lot more emphasis on that initial date than maybe the dude is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, you know, a lot of dudes think that there's a lot of pressure on that first date or whatever, but if you just kind of demystify the date, you know, it's gonna, I don't think it should be that difficult, you know, I think it could actually end up being fun and you get to learn a lot about each other, but, you know, a lot of females, especially if they're marriage-minded or relationship-minded, is looking at that first date as, you know, a kind of a reflection of, you know, what kind of dude this is that they're right. Right. Exactly. involved that's, with. That's exactly right. We do do that. And so mm-hmm. we like, I'm, and, and I've said to myself, it's like, well, if you, you can't come up with a plan for date one, then how are you going to come up with a plan for the rest of our lives? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I, I look at it. I look at, it I look at it sort of as a job interview. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's just me though. You know, I look at it sort of as a job interview. I take it very seriously. And, you know, um, I mean, it's of course I'm you know the ultimate goal is to have fun and you know to kind of have a relaxing time and everything like that. But you know, it's, it's, it should be looked at as you know an initial job interview, you know, if you're planning on being with a sister for, you know, more than that night, <laughs> you feel me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So um, I think we may have had some technical difficulties along the way. Maine, are you still on the call? Can you hear us? I'm I'm back. Okay, so hallelujah. I missed a little portion, but it, it seemed well, like I, think, I was on the same topic, so I, I think I followed along. I just missed a, a few well, seconds. I called back in. Okay, thank but, you, bro. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, like, go on and continue from what Brother Joe was saying. Yeah, but yeah. he was talking about the white supremacy. Remember I had asked a question about white supremacy? And so then Joe yeah. basically said um, he brought up the premise, and I, I really appreciate that transition. Thank you, Joe. He brought up the the premise of how we as a black people need to recognize that common enemy in order for the relationships to work. Like, it's very, very difficult to be, if you're the kind of person who recognizes the en- the enemy and then your partner doesn't, then that com- becomes very difficult for your relationship because that is yeah. a foundation for one and not a foundation for the other. So it's a it's a perfect transition to what I want to say. First off, I want to say, yeah, if a man don't have a plan, there is nothing to agree or uh, accept. <laughs> like, what are you agreeing or accepting to? Like, so you got so the so the guy has to be solid. It has it has to be a solid dude. You know, um, but I had a, a quick little story. Um, 
I do I, I do IT and I do IT security. And mm-hmm. IT um basically it's in security period, whether it's IT or just physical security, it's about locking down ports, ways of entry and ways of exit, period. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so I know period that I know who the enemy is. I'm doing everything to you know, stop letting that in you know, in like letting those ports open. So, like, mom, I'm taking care. I'm taking care of my mom. She's up here for, you know, she's up here for a while, and, you know, I kind of set my environment. However, she'll come in. and I'll see. It's some little, all these little TV shows where she let, where she lets it in that way, mm-hmm. or through other food, or through different ways. And I talk to her about it, but you know, like it's mom's, like, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, my security is being broken because those little those little ports are open. Like, she's allowing, you know, I walk in the living room with some white talk show. So my security is being broken because it's not, you know, I, I'm, I just bring it back. It's not like in a, I, a, an agreement. Even if it is, it's not being followed. So, wow, that's yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that little, along with it. something, something that little lets it in. You letting a cancer into your environment, mm-hmm. right? So, and then if you yeah. all had a, if you all had an agreement, like you said, between the two of you, you know, and and I think that when when it comes to building with a significant other for the rest of your lives, or like, I don't know, the, yeah, I don't definitely, know it's nice to have that foundation. I don't know the show she always have on, but it's some little. Uh, it's some little gay Chinese dude. Uh, other, I know you probably know what I'm talking about. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there's this other black sister got beautiful, nice breasts. I like seeing her, but like, but the uh, <laughs> little gay dude, I'm like, man, like, stop putting this gay shit on my like on my TV. I don't want that in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She go in the room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you look, 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 Mom. I, I have a, I have created a space for you where you can watch that stuff if you want to, but you can't do it here. You, you basically set it up for her like that. Like you haven't denied her the rights to see this show. Right, zone, like zone it out. Put a little zone for that. Now, but that's because it's your mother, so you probably feel a, right. a different level of, um, you know, she still has a certain authority and respect over you, so you're not going to ban it all together. But right. if it was your significant nah. other, would you tell her, no, nah. you can't watch that? No, nah, I can't. Um, like, you know, it's mom's. Like, you know, I can't bring her back to, um, you know, square one, but the significant other. Yes, in, in my environment, I yes. I'm trying to. In my I, environment, I will. I will I'm, set the tone. If you don't mind, brother, I'd like if, to kind of yeah. jump in here real quick. Oh, I kind of, I kind of have a, a story myself. My son just graduated at college a couple of weeks ago, and one of the keynote speakers was a, was a white dude, one of the deans of the college or something. He graduated from W.P. Carey. And he was talking, and he said that this is the only time in history or the first time in history where if your grandparents had to co- like had to exist in the time that we're in right now as opposed to the time that they grew up in, that they would be completely lost because for the longest time throughout history, uh, you know, we've been on a slow upswing 
you know what I'm saying, as far as the create, you know, technology and, you know, the, all the developments and everything. But, like, just in, like, the last 30 years, everything has just been on a rapid upswing, you know what I'm saying, with cell phone technology and fiber optics, all this other stuff, you know, Instagram, Facebook, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And you just say, you know, you start talking about that to your grandparents and they don't know what the hell you're talking about. And it made sense. He said that Julius Caesar had the same modes of transportation that Washington and Lincoln and Abe Lincoln, all these other people had, but that only in the last, like, century has everything just, like, really taken off and been on the upswing. So I was sitting there thinking, I'm correlating that to what you're talking about. And I'm thinking when my granddad was younger, like about my age, he couldn't even be seen looking at a white woman. Um, there was lynchings going on. They had separate schools, you know what I'm saying? There was businesses that wouldn't even allow brothers in there, you know what I'm saying, or sisters for that matter, you know. And then, you know, you got the whole civil rights movement in there. That was like right around my parents' time, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then there's then there's the time that we're in now. So when you correlate that to like what you're talking about, it's just with that when he was talking, I was thinking there's just basically him saying, Oh, we have all these different modes of communicating and getting with each other. Blah, blah, blah. All that translated to me was there's more ways for things to infiltrate your life mm-hmm. and, you know what I'm saying, and cause damage, mm-hmm. you know, in ways that we weren't able to do before, you know, in, in ways that weren't possible previously because because of technology. So I think it's one of those things where, it's, you know, there really is no answer. It's kind of like you, you, you have to be kind of aware of it, you know, but like, you know, something like when my mom, my mom comes to, you know, hang out with me and she's watching stuff, you know, she likes to watch them ratchet shows and, you know, you know, that kind of stuff and the empires and all that stuff where, you know, you see dudes kissing and slobbing each other down and stuff and you know you just kind of have to learn how to you know be like oh mama <laughs> you know what I'm saying and no, that's but how the I only do reason it. why you are even taking that kind of that that step back or you're hesitant at, at all is because it is your mother and because we have been as a people taught to respect our mothers you know yeah. there's no way you you're not you're not going to say you would never say to your mother some curse word like, Mom, fuck that shit. Push that to the side. Like, you would never do that You know that what? Unless, that my mom, what unless, unless my mother was the one that gave me knowledge of self. You know what I'm saying? If my mom was the one that taught me about how, you know, you know the, the, the enemy works and how they move, you know what I'm saying? You know, knowing that it's not something that she's conscious or aware of, I can't hold her responsible. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what ultimately us makes us different, you know, from being children or ignorant when we're adults is that we need to be responsible for the consequences of our actions and the things we do, the things we say, you know. So if you know that they're coming at us at all these different kind of ways, then, you know, you do what you need to do to make sure that it doesn't infiltrate your life. But, you know, you can't hold other people responsible that aren't as knowledgeable as you are and don't have the same type of, you know, they're not looking out for the same types of things. That, you know that, what I'm saying? me another question that I want you all to respond to is now that you know this, you know, how the enemy can infiltrate from so many different areas, from something as simple as a TV show all the way up to, you know, sky's the limit, basically. 
Facebook. So, yeah, like the definitely Facebook. All these, all these avenues of uh, technology. Or, or work. Mm-hmm. You know, you or you, and not only the infiltration through the media, whether it's social media or regular traditional media or television, but also the infiltration through your mind, as simple as um, riding the train and somebody having conversations about you or, or with you, or when you go to work, or and when you know all that time that you're on the plantation and they're trying to teach you certain ways or or push certain ways down your throat. But anyway, so this this is my question then, since you know all of this. When you're looking for a significant other, do you expect that person to have the same understanding that you do? Or if that's what you're looking for, you, you got to meet somebody where you at. If that's what you're looking for, you don't. You ain't gonna find one at a club. If you feel, you feel me. You know what I'm saying. You got to know where to go looking for what you want. If that's what you, if you go in the club, you're gonna get a club chick. You feel me? If you go to church, you're going to get a church chick. If you go, you know, in certain circles, you need to be running in if you want to find that kind of woman. So, Charles, are you looking at when, when you you look at her, say, in the club then, or the church or the conscious community, there's still, that's that's what you yeah. see on the surface. So you how do you, discern, so then, Maine, how do you de- decipher or discern whether or not she is all that you expect her to be? It's annoying. It's annoying. I mean, first of all, it's annoying. At the same time, like the brother said, you interviewing, like, you know, if it's a job interview, yeah, it is. You know, you 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 are uh, you seeing where, where she's at. Like, you you got to meet somebody where you're at. Like, you, if you go back, you're losing. Yeah. If you go back just for temporary gratification or whatever the case is, if you go back, those things are going to come up. <laughs> yep. So, and there's, and there's a lot mean, of. Hold on, man. What you mean by going back? If you go back to some place that you used to be, or to just uh-huh. if you go, if you go not somewhere you used to be, but if you date somebody who's not where you're at, that's what I mean by going back. Oh, okay, okay. Like say you used to kick it on the block, and you going back yeah. to the block, and all the sometimes, pretty ladies you see on the block, you might want to indulge in something there, but you know that they may not. May they may or they may not have the same mindset that you do. I mean, being on some conscious stuff, we like going to the club too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? We might, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know that stuff. Women are attractive, conscious or unconscious. Right. Still, That's my point. They still, they're still attractive, so mm-hmm. you might, you know, try to dip into some some of that. Right. So you but can't really judge, judge but, the book by the cover. So how do you figure out what's under the cover? You, you most of the time you can. Most of the time, you can. Believe, believe it or not, it's that simple. <laughs> if you if you at the club and you see a bunch of chicks in there, you know, hair down their back, and you know it ain't theirs, and then you might see another girl in the corner with her hair wrapped up, you know what I'm saying? Or she might be rocking a fro, you know, might be looking a little conscious or something, you know what I'm saying? And she probably ain't the loudest one in there and ain't getting turned up, you know what I'm saying? That's usually a better option than going the other route. You know what I'm saying? If you thinking that, hmm, I might want to see what's, you know, peel back some layers on this one and see, you know, what's what's going on, as opposed to looking at the other ones that all look the same. Mm-hmm. Fake contact lenses, fake eyelashes, and, you know, they get horse hair down there, but you know, right. you're not, you're probably yeah. less likely to, you're probably less likely to find consciousness with someone like that than with the other sister, you know. 
So yeah, in a lot of a lot of ways, it is kind of like judging the book best cover initially, because in the club, that's all you can do right off the bat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not like you had a form. It's not like you had a form, you know, or anything like that. You know, you're in a club. The music's loud. You have to be in people's personal space just in order to communicate. Right. So you need to figure out, hey, you know, who do I want to be in here talking to? You know, you, you take a look around, and, yeah, you can judge a book by its cover in, in, in that situation or at least, you know, get a better idea of what someone is, rep- is going to be standing for well, you know, just based on the way they look. Mm-hmm. I've you. never, I haven't known too many sisters with weaves that was, you know, conscious. You know, with, you know what I'm saying. And then I, w- and I got some some sister friends in my circle who do wear weaves or wigs or you know to kind of help the hair grow or to keep their hands out the hair, and they're very conscious. So, well, know. I'm not saying like that. I mean, like there's a whole look. Mm-hmm. If their ass is hanging out the back, the titties is pushed up. You feel mm-hmm. me? You right, know, fake right. eyelashes on. You know what I'm saying, and you know they they turned up. You know I've always been you know taught to 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 believe that a woman respects herself at all times. So if they in there dropping it like it's hot, you know what I'm saying, trying to scrub the ground with their booty and everything like that, mm-hmm. that's not something that I'm I'm checking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not that's not where you know that's not my comfort zone. You know, yeah, it may be nice to look at, it may be fun to see. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't something you want to bring home to your mama. It ain't something you want to try to put a ring on. And I think you know? oh, that, that segues into the... Oh, let me let me say that. Let me say okay, go ahead, bro. Before you go to the next point. Um, yeah, uh, like all the stuff he named with all the fake stuff where they have let uh, an alien image be their be their main image. Mm-hmm. They've let an mm-hmm. alien image be their, be their main image. So that's stuff you take into account. Like if you see somebody with all that, like more than likely, yeah, more than likely, you you know, you're not gonna meet that, you know, you're not gonna go toward that person. Now, you may have one of those things, one or two of those things, but one big thing for me is I have to be able to, I have to be able to penetrate you. When I say that, I just mean by like mentally. If I look at you, if I know, if I can, if I can penetrate you, that's one, that's one, that's one area. Like just, it's just a knowing. Like you just you just know, and one thing is one of oh you know what bro look you when you say a knowing two separate words at first I thought you said annoying like an irritation or a bother but you know it okay go ahead it's one thing for me if I talk to you for five minutes and I feel good I know we connect on I know we connect on so many on, on so many levels. Mm-hmm. If I talk to you for five minutes, not that feel good, like oh, she was cool, but now like man, that that was a really good conversation, and I want to do it again. Good, mm-hmm. I know we connect. We could have been talking mm-hmm. about anything too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that's that's really about following following your bliss. Like you, know, you said, a good. knowing. Yes, yeah, knowing. Joe, you want to respond to that? Yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel him. I feel him on that. You know. <laughs> Uh, you know that uh, that initial encounter. You know, what I'm saying it's like if you can't find a point of entry, it's really uh, kind of a waste. You know, waste of your time. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of the way I am. You know, I'm all about you know them good positive vibes, and if you get those, and everything is flowing, and you know you're not struggling to keep the conversation going, then you know it's like, hey, you know, maybe we can do this again. Mm-hmm. 
You know, this this is what's up. So, um, Mr. Jones, what you, you have anything that you'd like to say about that? I want to um give yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, without you know, without without being um coming from a superficial lens, I mean, the, the first time we see someone is initially that uh physical that we're attracted to, but you don't find out too much about about that person besides that observation of, of how they getting down, um, how they mingling or whatever this and the third. But until you uh, um are afforded that uh, opportunity to have a conversation with that person, then you can kind of you can kind of see what you or ask what you're trying to find out pretty much. And um, really that's it. But um, initially once we see them, yeah, we like them, we're going to step to them and do mm-hmm. our thing as far as that goes. But you're not going to find out too much of anything until you start talking to them on the regular. Well, the, and see, and I think Sharazai, one of the things that she is kind of asking us as women is to be that kind of woman that when a man steps, that he's going to he's gonna be able to relate and understand and feel appreciated. And, you know, we will have already been on the same page. I think a lot of what she, a lot of the announcements, I call them announcements because she told a few stories, but mostly it was seemed her presentation was like announcement after announcement. So out of her announcements, to me, it seems as if she is like, look, sisters, this is what I know brothers need and want out of life, and these are the kind of women that I would like to see you be. I think that's part of what she's saying. Then I think mm-hmm. the other part of what she's saying is, based on her own upbringing, her own experiences, her own wisdom, that she also is saying, look, I'm a sister, and I want to see my sisters do well, and I've been able to be successful in this particular Way and I want my sisters to do that too. So I think it's I think it's twofold. It's like, hey, as a woman, I want you to be a good woman, and this is my perception as a good black woman who loves being black, proud of being black, and recognizes that there is a common enemy, right? And then also mm-hmm. saying one of the ways that we need to do that is to support our men, love our men, uphold our men, and and um, recognize that our men are being mistreated, pushed down, slapped around. The analogy yeah. I think I used in the other call, I, I can't remember if I used it in the other call or not now, but the analogy that I've been using a lot lately is I feel like this is what our brothers are going through. you climbing like several flights of stairs, but while you're climbing these several flights of stairs, you have a huge dresser on your back. Mm-hmm. And, and the white man is not carrying anything. He's going up the same. Matter of fact, it's like it's like you guys are – you reach in the same platform, but for some reason, the stairs that you have to climb up are more and greater and, and deeper. You know how it is when you, you walk up a step and every step is the exact same size, and then right. you go up a different flight of stairs and the steps aren't the same size, and so you're constantly having to readjust everything. So it's like you all are going up these <clears throat> like these hodgepodge of stairs. Somebody just pushed the stairs together. And then um, and then for some reason the staircases are more and higher, and it's weird. It's like the white man, he's going up like these three or four stairs for every flight, and you guys are going up 13, 15, 20 stairs for every flight. And But for whatever reasons, you're still trying to get to the same place, but it just is taking you longer and longer and longer, and it's harder and harder and harder. And they're walking up these stairs, and they're not carrying anything, and you're carrying these dresses up your back. And on Absolutely. Top of your back. And then in addition to that, if somebody takes the time to really, really pay attention to you, not only are you running up these stairs, but you're doing it with a broken leg. 
Yeah. And um, and I think what I feel like Shahrazad is saying to the sisters is stop, take the time out to look at your brothers and see what he's going through and support him. So, for instance, if I no, I'm it shouldn't in the be a stop and see. And I see and I see um, children. We have all kinds of children climbing the stairs at the schools where I work, and we have so, this one particular student who his legs, um, you know, he's got uh, like he walks with a a, 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 a uh, these little crutches type things, or he uses the wheelchair. And when he is taking the stairs, then everybody stops and they pause and they give him however much time it takes him to get down the stairs. And we're happy and we're celebratory because usually he's in a wheelchair. So we're happy that he's even taking the time to try the stairs, right? Right. But And we're giving him all this extra, all this extra support. But what's happening, I think what I'm hearing Shahrazad say, is too many of us black women are looking at you all and either we're blinded and not noticing that your leg is broken while you're carrying the stairs, and or we are and we still are making demands. Get up here faster. Um, why are you only carrying one dresser? You should be mm-hmm. carrying two, and so on. So you all. If you don't mind, Miss Benita, I am going to jump in. Okay, go ahead. Um, black men are just—they've been defeated. It's like a defeated feeling is what's going on right now because. You know, in addition to white privilege and all the underlying racism and everything else that's going on in our country, yes, we are already the last ones out of the starting blocks. And and sisters is expecting us to be the first one across the finish line. Absolutely, we do. You know what I'm saying? And it's (laughs) not like that. It's not like that at all. And it's like, you know, we, we out here, we experiencing this shit on a daily at our jobs, on the street, you know, all kinds of stuff, and then it's like we get home, and then the first thing we hear is, is yapping and complaining and this and that, you know, or, you know, sisters nowadays is a whole different kind of sister from, like, the Martin Luther King days, you know, from, you know, the Malcolm X days, you know, from even, in, in, like, every, like, I mean, I can't even think of really one good positive black influence that we've had, like, you know, consistently over, like, the last 25 years, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like what most sisters nowadays, I call them video chicks, is because that's what they're looking at. They're looking at the music videos. And it's like, oh, you know, I like her hair. You know, ooh, I want to get that dress. I want to do, 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 do. And everything that they're doing, they're thinking to themselves. And I've talked to a lot of sisters. i talked to a lot of them. A lot of them think. And I'm just peeling back the layers and I'm giving it to you 100. I'm not going to go through all the other points that got me to this point. But they think that all they need to have is a rocking body and have their hair, they weave game, and they shoe game on point, and then they could get them anyone they want. They're not even worried about what they're bringing to the table. They're not even worried about how they're going to contribute to this relationship or how, you know, or, or, you know, anything like that. It's just that all they need to do is look good, and they're going to be able, you know, it's like that little shiny fish inside the tackle box that always gets the fish, you know, on the line. You know what I'm saying? But it's like once you get it on the line, then what? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of black men have do have a defeated feeling. It's like, man, you know, this is fucked up. It's like I'm out here dealing with all of this, and it's hard enough dealing with that. When I come home to my home, when, you know, home, H-O-M-E, when I come there, I should be, like, at ease. I should be able to put my defenses there. I should be able to take this armor off. I should be able to just completely be me, and that's not what's going on because then we got to put on that other act. You know, and when I said we, I'm not saying I'm the type that does that, but I got frat brothers, I got brothers, I got uncles, I got cousins, I got clients, 
it's a lot of people I talk to, and this is all coming from my experiences talking to these people, is that, you know, once they get home, they have to put on another hat, you know, put on another set of armor, you know. It is very exhausting. Okay, go ahead. It It is very exhausting. And the thing is, it's like being held to a standard that's not yours. It's, and that's letting that, letting that uh, the enemy. enemy. It's like letting that enemy into your into your home, into your court. You know, so mm-hmm. really, it, it it really is this basic. Like it's like the Matrix. You got the red and the blue pill. You choose, mm-hmm. or you with the whether you with this black fist, or you in, or you with the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Like you have a if you have a. Uh, you got, if you got a sister that's halfway down, you you only moving halfway good. Oh, wow. If that sister is with you, let me tell you this. Women, you are so much our strength. A, a woman that does accept and appreciate us and 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 is in, in total agreement, not total, like, you know, you're going to have some things that you don't, everything you don't agree with, but do you know how, Further we will move, how how fast we will move up them steps because we know you 100% holding us up, holding us down. And I mean, that, and that's exactly what she said too, bro. She said, "You all, we as a people would be that much further along if we would recognize that." And she used the example of she said, "Do you ever see a white woman?" Um, talking bad about her white husband or her white man on the news, and then she used the example of the child support and how the uh, a black woman would be like, "Yeah, he basketball star, but he ain't basketball star, but he ain't paying no child support." Like just downing the brother in public, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, that's gonna so slow go, us go, down. Go ahead, man. You said that we if, if we support you all, that you can get up the stairs that much further, that much faster. And because see, the thing is, we are a brilliant people, and you are that much better uh, than them than 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 anything. I mean, there's even history, not history, but there's um there's reports that talk about how at, at the preschool ages, before you even start school, that the black man and the black female as a child far surpass any other race. Any other race, we are that much better as a person that much better as a, as a people. It's almost like we're a God compared to them. And then some of us truly believe that, too. And then, um, your, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. With your acceptance, with your acceptance, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to take responsibility for you. And we say, and that is, that's what gives us the, that key for responsibility. Once we, once we take that responsibility for you and we know you, you with us like that, Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, we moving up. We we hopping up ten steps at a time. Yeah. And you got that. And you got because, that energy because, because we got to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Because we got to do mm-hmm. it for you. And we gonna and we're gonna do it for you. Mhm. And that's true because I tend to be more purposeful when I have a woman in my life. You know what I'm saying? I I, I tend to move like I have a, like you know, like I have you know more of a goal. You know, what I'm saying women because are, women I'm, are, I'm, are. Being, I'm more, I'm being responsible. I'm taking on responsibility at that point for more than just myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, just that alone, you know, kind of like you know, that that causes a brother sometimes to pull the cape out, you know, from the back of their shirts. You know what I'm saying? And let it fly a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't trying to lose with my woman right here. I'm not about to let her, you know. Not a woman. A woman is, 
you know, down, up, you know, holding me up. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to. I'm not about to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that word down, that's the key word right there. Because I don't care what religion you are, it usually has the man as the head of the household and the woman being somewhat subservient to him. I mean, can we all agree on at least that? Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. Okay. Like but you know, the, of, and that, like, the like women nowadays the are with not. the date is like need I not, need a man to have a plan. Of, yeah, but women nowadays are not as willing to accept that role. You know what I'm saying? They kind that's of get that, that That's role. another part of that enemy infiltration. I mean, we probably, mm-hmm. by the time we go, if I was to, when I get a chance to play this call back, we'll probably come up with like 10 or 15 different different ways, and that's one of them. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, um, you know, like not, not let the, to, um, you know, kind of the whole Willie Lynch syndrome, you know, tear mm-hmm. the black man down and bring the black woman up. And then give the black woman all the authority and the power. I mean, that definitely destroys a, a civilization. Because the man mm-hmm. is always supposed to have been the provider and the protector and the leader. And now you switch that over and then you give it to the woman. How, you know, how how just degrading, uh, you know, de- it's demasculizing. Mas- yeah, well, you, know, you get a lot of people talking about that nowadays. You know, Farrakhan is, you know, is even mentioned, you know, about the whole gay agenda and the, the you know feminization of the black man and all this other stuff. Now, normally, I don't agree with everything the brother has to say, but in that situation, I kind of do, you know, because there is a lot of that going on. You know, it's pretty much like you said, the roles have been switched. You know, a lot more of the the black women are given the positions of power, you know, and you know the men are, are subservient or, you know. Just basically, I said that when I say subservient, I don't necessarily mean on the job, but the other word that might correlate to that is defeated, the one I was speaking about before. You know, and that's just the mentality. It's, and, and it's not necessarily the you know the reality or what it could be. It's just what it is at the at the time, the current time, and whatever that situation is. You know, that black men just don't feel like they have any control over their lives or over their situations or, you know, in their relationships, you know, how the kids is being raised, all this other, just, you, could just, you could go on and on and on with it, you know, and it's just all very discouraging. And then after a while, instead of just grabbing the reins and being like, hey, look, this is what's up, and if you can't get on board with this, then, you know, you know, deuces, you know, then we just, like, kind of just accept it, you know, oh, okay, whatever. It's very passive, you know. And that's just not the way we were designed as a people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know that that's not the way my my folks brought me up. You know? So, I mean, maybe it's just a new generation of black men that's being created. You know, you know I don't know. Um, Joe, I know you got your phone muted. Is there anything that you would like to say in response to that? I'm I lost my transition. I have one in my head, too, of something else, another announcement that she made. But before I move on, I'd like to give you a chance to speak. You want to say something, bro? Indeed. It's, um, I mean, this this conversation goes back to uh, what I mentioned earlier. And um, that, and, and simply, that's simply saying that um, we need to know who we are and, and where we're going. And um, a lot of times, um, a lot of those issues could be worked out like the preservation of the black family, um, which which way are we going toward um, toward working with our, our ladies? I mean, how are we treating them? How are we stepping to them? How are we raising our sons to do the same to uh, treat ladies going forward? 
I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot that needs to be answered, and it's a lot of issues that we have to deal with. We just need to prioritize and figure out which ones we need to tackle first. But I definitely know that um, working on the brothers first is one way that we can go with that, and everything will seem to fall in place. And the ladies won't have to ask where we're going on a date because we already have everything lined up. And yeah, such such and such, so forth and so on. I'm with you on that one. I think if any real change is going to be made, it needs to start with the individual and then it needs to disseminate into the household. You know, you can't be trying to be global with it. You know, I appreciate what you're doing because you're trying to bring awareness to the, to your listeners, the people that's listening to this podcast. But, you know, as far as what we're capable of doing as individuals, we got to start with ourselves. If that means reading some books, if that means going to some seminars or some forums, you know, then so be it. But, you know, you're not going to just become aware of things, you know, by watching TV because all that's controlled by certain people too, you know. So you got to be real careful about, you know, what you let into your cipher, you know, mm-hmm. as, as far as I'm concerned. And you also have to be you know, take on more of a sense of responsibility for your family and for, you know, your lady, you know, and, uh, you know, how you're raising your kids. All of that needs to start with you, you know, so that if, because, you know, I remember seeing this thing on Facebook where this woman, um, her son brought home the history book and she protested. It was like, get that history book thrown up out of the schools because they was making a slave trade seem like it was a peaceful you know, mutually beneficial thing. And it was making it seem like, yeah, we came over here and we helped out and they gave us this and blah, blah, blah. But no, we was, we was snatched up from our homeland, you know what I'm saying, stripped of our identities, everything. It's like none of that was mentioned. You know, and my son on his SATs, it was asking questions about Harriet Tubman and some other stuff and the stuff that they're not teaching in schools anymore. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't taught him about that, he wouldn't have got the answers right at all, mm-hmm. you know. So I think maybe this is their way, and when I, I don't, when I say they, I'm talking about them. Mm-hmm. This is their way of figuring out just how how effective their plan is is is, is working. You know, if they can see, okay, here's this brother took the you know the ACT, his two middle you know uh, social security numbers are even, so you know he's black. How do you score on you know with this? Da, 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 or he scored like this. Like, oh, okay, good, it's working, you know. They're not teaching it in schools anymore, and so neither are the parents, you know. It's like we're not as um, equipped is what I'm hearing you say, and that's one of the things that she said, too, when she was talking about white supremacy and preparing your children to recognize that there is an enemy. And she said Mm -hmm. that that other, other races and ethnicities have no problems alerting their children about the difference between their friends and their enemies. And then she just, you know, used uh, the Jewish community as an example, how they, uh, or how the, um, you know, they'll they'll teach their children the, the whole never forget speeches, or they have the, the you know, the Jewish uh, synagogue schools. And we need, and we do need to do the exact same thing. We have to equip our children. My father, um, even though, you know, my mother's black and my father's white, my parents decided that they were not going to teach us, oh, you're half white, 
or owe you um capacity they or mm-hmm. you you'll be denying the me as a father if you even consider mm-hmm. letting people know that you're black and um he absolutely absolutely not felt that way he taught me from a very early age. He said, you're black and don't you ever forget it. And then proceeded <laughs> to um, make sure that I read and learned all kinds of, you know, black history about myself, me and my siblings. And then turned around and made me write books, book reports on it so that I absolutely knew what I read. And, um, and like, there's, there's some, some, some of us are in our 20s and 30s and 40s before we get the opportunity to read some of the things that I was forced to read at 7 and 8 just to make sure that I knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that pride equipped me. It helped me to be ready. For instance, when I got to fifth grade and I saw that the history textbook was talking about us as slaves and Martin Luther King, like that was the beginning and the end of us. And that really, really disturbed me. Right and it caused a lot of a lot of anger in me for the rest of my life. And, and, not, and, not, the, and not the type of anger, yes, bro, and not the kind of anger that uh, wants me to harm my people, but the kind of anger that's constantly wanting me to fight for them and, and advocate for them. And, and, but the thing is, had my father forced me to accept him in a way of that his whiteness, he wanted me to accept him in other ways, not that, right? He wanted me to be ready. But one of the main reasons why he wanted me to be so ready is because I guess when he made a decision to, to um, I don't know how they, they worked with each other, so they fell in love and got married and decided to have this family. And um, but that there's things that had happened to him in his childhood and his early adult years that he will never forget. For instance, one story he told me was he was at a um, talking. He went back to, after he went to college and he came home and he went and talked to the superintendent in a small town in Texas. So the superintendent is just somebody you can go in and say hi to. It's no big deal. So he mm-hmm. went in and he was talking to him and the superintendent had a bunch of applications on his desk and the applications at that time had pictures were attached to the applications. And so he had the superintendent touch the application and kind of moved it across the table for my father at that time to see him. My father was maybe only in his early 20s. And then he asked my father, do you think she's, my father said, I don't know, she might be, because her skin was really very fair. So they mm-hmm. couldn't really tell. But just on the strength that they couldn't tell, they wasn't going to even give it. She could have been white. But on the strength mm-hmm. that they couldn't tell, the um, superintendent threw it in the garbage, and they went on to continue talking about whatever they was talking about. Wow. And he said, and so my father was like, there's basically, from his perspective, an evil out there that he himself can't control. But what he could control is making sure that his children were ready and able to deal with it, as as equipped as best as we could be. And that's one of the same exact things that Shahrazad is asking us to do for our children. Don't send them. She said, we would have so many more people on earth alive today had they knew who they were when they walked out the house and what Mm -hmm. they were about to um, face. But I know I went off on a tangent, so if anybody would like to. Yeah, but I think the brothers brothers don't really have a choice in the matter. Like, we got to. We gotta stay on the black side. We gotta we gotta hold we gotta hold up the fist because, like I said, we don't have no friends now. What you mean? Allies. Yeah, we we don't have like 
Thank you. You know, we don't have we don't have no friends. Like the white the white man ain't our friend, the white woman ain't our friend, sometimes the black woman ain't our friend. Damn. You no, know, we don't like we don't have like we out here. That's what I'm saying. So well, it's kinda like you're you a child at school and they jumping the kids with no brothers, no cousins, no nothing. You know? Not, you every like now and then and that's not every now and then we do get a white a white one that's, that's more conscious. You know, that's, that's not, more willing to help. That's more willing to accept a stigma to help us than others. I'm trying to think of the name of the, the now, woman. See, even, I mean, though, even though my father is white, and I'm very, very well aware of the enemy. And, like, and my father never denied me the fact that that is a very true, realist, or a, a real part of life. Like he mm-hmm. said to me one day, because I was struggling with my own son, and so I really needed that masculine energy. And he said, well, Benita, you want him to come and stay with me? I could put him in school. And then I I wanted to put him in school because I wanted him to be with my father. But the first thing that came to mind were white female teachers. And Mm -hmm. I just got scared and nervous. Because, see, right now I have my son in a a holistic African-centered school. And and I I didn't want to give up that school, even though Mm -hmm. I really wanted my son to be among my father's masculine energy because I trust my father, but I don't know what's going to happen when he has to send him to the white school. Right. Yeah, so where I was trying to go with it was I'm sorry, baby. Uh, a lot of times, you know, females may get that, uh, black females in particular, may get a, not to say, not to knock y'all struggle because mm-hmm. y'all getting a whole lot of stuff thrown at you, but the white man has provided an escalator lane up them steps. <laughs> right. Y'all the road. Yeah. That that uh, but hold on, bro. It's an escalator that some some black Africans built that escalator for them too, and they're like, no, you can't ride it. It's for us only. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so the well, that's so the goes with the whole nation for that point matter. So 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 it exists whether you take it or not. So if you so if you uh choose to you know choose to take that hard road with the black man, it's a hard road. Mm-hmm. You, but females got that that avenue to take it, so that's the reason that I feel a lot of females let like the school or let you know like when you trying to, when you kind of giving them the deal with letting stuff in, they'll give you a lot of a lot of a lot of pushback on what you're trying to you know accomplish on on stopping letting that stuff in because it's like um. You you know like you're gonna if if they're giving you an avenue, you're not gonna push them all the way out. You want you know kind of let them let them stay in a little bit because that's a if you if you confess your total blackness, you <laughs> you kind of leaving that system alone. You giving you you're not giving yourself no avenue to get that little escalator ride. Mm-hmm. The escalator ride can be used strategically, but. That's that's the reason for a lot of us. But see, I think what's happening though is that society is letting black women on the escalator, but not black men. And then when Mm -hmm. the black woman catches that escalator ride, sometimes black women—not all of us, but some of us—are actually having the audacity to not help our brothers. Right. That's true. So, So, like for instance, you know what we could do is while we on that escalator ride. We could like hand y'all a skateboard, 
And, and at least you mm-hmm. could ride on the, the top of the railing. Like we could hold your hand and you could be on the skateboard and you could still zoom on up because you're just that powerful. Like we just gave you a little bit of extra, right? And the and the other people don't even have to know that we're giving you the leg up. They don't have to even know. It could be just between the two of us. Right. right. Yeah, but, but what you're saying is... Like you, the, you know what I'm saying? Like the skateboard on the arm of the escalator, on, on, on the railing. And you right, would be I know, but what you're saying... What you're saying, Benita, is implying that the woman realizes that she even has that ability or power to do so. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's the whole beauty. The whole exactly. the whole be- the whole beauty of the escalator for them is that most sisters don't even know they're on it. You feel me? She said it. So she said it. She you, said, "Hey, check this out." She said a uh, a real good point. Most mm-hmm. most women go to school. To meet a man, to 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 meet a man, like to meet a man and marry. Mm-hmm. Says sisters go to school to, to not to need a man. Than, yeah, to not, right, to need, not a need a man. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to knock none of the sisters who do throw a little bone down on that escalator because plenty of them do, mm-hmm. and plenty of us be there, you know, be there to take it, and we appreciate it. However, you know, that's just that's what keeps that opening. That's why we can't make the divide. Like, all right, this. Don't let none of that stuff in because that that escalator is there. Like I said, you could do it strategically, but when you're just doing it just for for an advantage, you know it's not serving us. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. And then when and then when we don't serve you, we don't serve ourselves. We don't serve our children. We definitely don't serve our children if we don't serve you. I mean, us mm-hmm. as a whole, not just black. Right, people. right, and 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 it also like you know she brought up over and over and over repeatedly the whole concept of child support and how we as a um how child support is just another another one of those things uh, an, another one of those tools that white supremacy to divide the family mm-hmm. go ahead bro <clears throat> yeah that's that's just one that's just one of the tools that they use um remember the whole remember the movie Claudine and the whole welfare mm-hmm. piece Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you can give you. We'll give we'll dangle this carrot down in front of you, but you got to play by our rules. Right. So uh, as long as you don't have no dude in the crib, we'll give you these food steps. We'll give you uh, section eight. You dig what I mean? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, how's that? How's that uh, preserving a black family? I mean, to me, it seems that that's further um, driving that wedge, and, and that shit becomes so acceptable. And um, it becomes uh, probably a conversation, girl. You ain't you ain't hitting them for child support this that, and the third. But what's that really doing? What's that really doing to um, to the black family? Because if you know, like I know, um, um, I mean it's, it's bigger than just that monthly payment or the, um, the the medical insurance that you have to pay on the child support side. I mean, there's there's a licenses involved if you if you god forbid you ever get get behind um you have to worry about passports license professional licenses too that goes that goes to um like being a barber being a um being a doctor any 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 professional Even selling license, insurance anything any any, any professional license, anything, license yep. it would it would prohibit you from getting your bread now how the hell are you supposed to take care of you let alone um you know, live live your life. It don't make no sense. But but that's but that's but that's that's the game that's the game that it is right now. And and brothers, we a lot of us don't even know the rules. We just out here. We just out here. 
going along with the shit, and we don't even know the rules, man. And it's starting mm-hmm. to um, it's starting to get to the point where a lot of brothers are recognizing, okay, this this is this system doesn't work for us. This is what we need to do. I know a lot of brothers who, <clears throat> I mean, making under 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 the table money or whatever, because yeah. that's the only way to, that's the only way to survive. It forces that's you the into the underground. It forces you into the underground economy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it if does. you got a if you got a hustling spirit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of brothers that don't even know how to hustle. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of something that's born out of necessity, you know, because, you know, I got a, a little situation of my own where, you know, my ex-wife, you know, I agreed to give her, you know, money, and I was sending it to her, you know, through Western Union because she was living in Detroit at the time. And then, um, you know, we fast forward through time, and, you know, she's trying to hit me up for back child support, and she told DES I hadn't given her one red penny. And I was sitting there thinking, why would she say that shit? I, you know, I done bought this bitch a car, you know, saying, uh, you know, gave, you know, gave her money every month. And it's like, I was, I was giving, I was giving on top of what I was supposed to give just based on the things that she was needing, you know what I'm saying? And then it's just kind of like, I'm, I'm like, man, you know, why would, you know, this is something that they're doing and something she's doing. Sure enough, she was doing it. She got mad because we didn't agree about something. You know, I think I was around the time I had was getting remarried or whatever. And she just got mad and she was figuring, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do this to him, you know. So well, now I'm in a situation Ali, where. Ali, and that's exactly what's talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 Real quick, I was just going to say that she, um, that's what Charizard was saying is that. That that thing, that whole child support thing, can be used yeah. as a way to harm, you know, to destroy not only the relationship but also as a collateral. The child is being used as collateral damage. Absolutely. Yeah, she said. Ahead, don't be, she said, "Don't be happy. Don't get. Don't, she just generally see you happy, child support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get no new car, child support. You move on <laughs> with another woman or get married, definitely child support. <laughs> child support. So yeah, those are some of the reasons she named. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and her, and what she's saying is um, cause she see she and I just was when I was listening to her speak, I was just so in awe because, um, rewind the clock a few months back in October on October seventh, I did a whole uh, broadcast about child support specifically. And so in everything that I was saying, cause I I was calling it, she called it uh an. an a modern day apartheid. I was calling it like a modern day Willie Lynch. Basically, it's the same thing. It's a way of separating us within the genders of our own race. It's a way of attacking our black men, and and it's a way of that whole. And the reason why I call it the Willie Lynch is because you're like uplifting the woman and you're attacking the man. You know, mm-hmm. making making the brings, woman think that she's come up some way, or and brings, then go ahead, babe. go ahead. I'm sorry. It brings you to the. It brings you to another point. Is that uh. Why men are opting out of being married? Because it's another it's another system of control. At least in our opinion, it's another mm-hmm. system of control where they can, like she said, they can call, you know, push them three numbers at nine one one. No, because she did say that over and over again. Over again, she said that the black woman has a lot of power, and she said you are, you know, you got the power because you could, you could say he, man, I'll let you tell it. Yeah, so she said, you know, you know, we all we all know, you know, anybody can call the police on the black man and say they did anything, and the black man going to jail. So yeah, that's a that's a power that 
sisters got, you know, definitely a power that white people got, but, you know, mm-hmm. sisters got that same kind of power. Mm-hmm. And I said that, too, on the broadcast, because I said the, um, and I, I had to learn that the hard way. Like, my ex-husband was just really going through something. It was like the middle of our divorce, <laughs> and he was really passionate about some certain things around that time, and it was just scaring me. It really was scaring me. And so I called the police just hoping that maybe, you know, I sent him a text or I called him. I was like, look, I called the police. And I was hoping that he would just, you know, move around. But then when the police came, the first question they asked, is he paying child support? I was like, huh? Is he paying child support? I'm like, well, you know. And then they said, well, you want us to lock him up? I was like, damn, in my head. Yeah, like, really? All I got to do is just ask you to lock him up and you'll lock him up that quickly? And then if I, if, I, if I say he's not on paying no child support, then you're just going to, just on the strength of my word, like you're not even mm-hmm. going to check in on whether or not he's even asked to pay child support. Like he's not even on it. You know, our child has, by that time, I think she was um, past it. And I, and I never um, forced him like that because I, I ended up, he was in the, we were in the exact same situation. Like I had to, he was, um, the people was coming after him for child support for our daughter, even though he and I were married. And, I mean, I did everything to try and get the system to take him off, but that that's not necessarily the point that I'm making right now. I'm, I'm co-signing with, you know, the thing that Sharazad and, and now you, Maine, are saying that it is just that simple. Like, we can't yeah. really get y'all just that simple. And when I realized that, that's when I stopped. You know, I ain't, I definitely did not call the police. Did not. I dealt. I just dealt with whatever I needed to deal with without that, because that that really scared me. Because I was like, no, I really don't want you to lock them up. That's not the reason why I called y'all. I called hoping that you would be, you know, a, a matter of authority and try and help ease the situation so that he can calm his ass down, right? Mm-hmm. But nah. Mm-mm. If you call, if a female calls enemy troops to aid, to, to you know, to on me mm-hmm. for any reason, mm-hmm. outside of me putting hands on you, you know, on some repeated mess. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, done. I'm done. You, mm-hmm. you are, you are, you are a treasoner. Right, <laughs> and I heard, I heard, I, 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 that makes a lot of sense, man. Because one of, I have one of my friends. He put up a post once that he said, "If you call the police on me, you have just um, committed treason." No, you you have killed me. That's the way he put it. He said that you said it's okay for the police to kill me. Because then that's the other thing, too. I had a different, you know, I'm adding up all my conversations. Now. Well, not conversations, but, you know, putting this all together. Another, Once I had a conversation with a police officer, and I said, well, why? You know, because at this particular point in time in my life, I just kept having all these situations with police. Because, I mean, it the, the stuff, it was a mess, you know, this this divorce. And so once I had a conversation with a police officer, and I said, "Well, why do you, why do you um, shoot to kill? Why don't you just shoot to wound a person?" He said, "No, that is our training. We yeah, are." Yeah, they trained to shoot kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, "What if somebody was to pick up the gun and turn around and use it on me if I wasn't effective in the wounding?" So it's wow. Like, it's, it's like, stupid. and I, and so it's I can't, not, not I, I won't do it anymore. But I just, uh, I don't know. Like, what, what else do we as a woman do? Like, how do, how do you get the man to calm down? Like, there are moments when, there are moments when, when I think we as women can escalate things and make it even worse. Oh, like, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen too many times where uh, yeah. a brother might say, the brother say, "Hold on, just, just chill out. I, you, you taking me there? Stop it right now." 
Don't keep going. Leave me alone. And they'll even walk away, and then they're walking away, and the lady is still chasing him, you know, like she's, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that in his mouth and in his face and then shaking her fingers and just pushing, 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 pushing. And then he hits her, and then we call the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a conversation me and my mother had a little while back where I was telling her, I was like, some women actually provoke their own ass weapons. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, no, no woman just wants to be hit. I said, well, through action and through device, that's exactly what they're doing. Doesn't matter whether they in their mind don't want to be hit, but if a brother, if she can't able, if she's not able to see, she's pushed this brother to his limit. This brother's trying to get away from her. This brother's trying to get physically away from her before it gets bad, mm-hmm. and she's jumping in the way, spitting in his face with, with all her, her her mouth running, calling him names, being disrespectful, calling him all kind of bitch ass niggas and all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm sorry, was am I allowed to curse on here? Was well, that good? You know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, my bad. So I mean, you got all that going on, and then you know he's trying to get away, and then once again, that defeated feeling jumps in, and you know you're like, here and, I you're... am climbing these stairs with these dresses on my back. I'm taking them ten at a time, and you're gonna slap <laughs> in my face, really? And then and then you just get defensive, and then the reflexes come on, and then you. Because I'll tell you, I think that a lot of black men, they fuse is really short. And it's not because of what's going on at home. It's because of what's going on in, in their whole life. I mean, have you ever had, like, something that's bothering you at work? but it tri- or, or, like, maybe let's just say something's bothering you at home. Mm-hmm. You got a, a problem at home, and then it just starts trickling into every aspect of your life. But, see, that's what you I know. But, bro, that's start being why at, at work you. I don't think it's a can, short fuse. I think it's a really, really long fuse because I think that you all endure a lot before you even – before you do anything, before you respond, before you get upset. Like, you take on a lot, a lot, before it even gets to that point. So that is a very, very long, 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 long fuse. I don't think that white man could endure, accept, or tolerate, or handle any of the things that you all do, but not even a smidgen. Like, if you put, uh, like, a a 16th or a 32nd of what you all have to go through on their plate, I think they would literally die. Just die. Yeah, that- See, I and mean, there's some some friends of mine. I got some white friends. You know, we have this conversation about the white privilege. You know, because a lot of them are not aware. Mm-hmm. You know, of a, of a lot of things. You know, so I think they look to me to try to figure out like as like a sounding board. Like, oh, let's ask Charles. But they're always very, very intrepid about how they do it. They're very careful about how they approach me because they don't want to be perceived as being ignorant or perceived as being supremist or whatever. So they dance on eggshells, basically, when they get to asking me stuff, you know, and they'll say, hey, you know, like, you know, they'll talk about, like, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the news with people is, like, with their cell phones capturing the police, killing and shooting up folks and everything. And, like, like that's just a new model, a modern phenomenon, you know, this stuff is just now happening. I said, that shit's been happening all throughout history. As long as there's been law enforcement, black men have been getting treated that way. You know, mm-hmm. the only difference is that, you know, it finally got caught on camera with Rodney King, and then that was like the first time that it was ever brought to the nation's attention. And then now that everyone... And now the police, they get all mean if you pull a camera out. I keep seeing those types of things. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want 
you to hold them accountable for their behavior. A lot of them, you know, don't want to have to be accountable. They just think I'm the law and that's that. It's a lot of people in there that's wearing badges that shouldn't be wearing them because they get a lot of a lot of issues with their manhood, their masculinity, with their self-image, all of that, and it just kind of translates poorly when the badge gets put on. But, you know, basically, you know, all I'm really trying to say is that, you know, I do have a couple of white friends, and, you know, they, they will ask me stuff, you know, white white privilege, and it's like, you know, I, I'll say this here, let's do a little experiment. We're walking down the street, and it's busy, like Middle Avenue, it's busy. And then white people, when they're walking towards you and they see that you're walking towards them and y'all on a collision course, they'll, they'll expect you to swerve. You know what I'm saying? They'll expect you to swerve. And then when you don't, they look at you crazy. You bump into them, it's like, oh, excuse me. And then you just keep going. They're looking back like, dang, what was that all about? Mm-hmm. You know? Because they're used to most people just moving out of the way and, and letting, you know, and, and it's like that's something that subtle. Something that subtle is just moving out of their way when you walk in is is white privilege. You know what I'm saying? Is 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 another way that the, that they kind of have these little victories on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, you know, I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, it's uh, you know, you 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 totally need to just be accountable. You know, for the the home first, you know, make everything at home the way you want it to be and then hope that it trickles into society the same way because everything trickles, you know. Do you think that – I got a whole other question, switching up the subject, transition. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that popped in my head is the fact that I did this broadcast first with the ladies and then with the fellas instead of putting you all together. Um. Do you think that somebody might be listening to this and thinking, oh, Benita's just saying this or saying that to appease her, uh, appease the people that are on the call at that moment that they're on the call? Like, well, no. she's saying that because she's talking to the brothers now, but when she's talking to the sisters, I'm, tr- you know what I'm saying? Like, no, the the, the energy is different with with anyone you talk to. Anyone you talk to is going to be different. It doesn't matter whether you're female or male or black or white, whatever, but the energy is going to be different. So the conversation is usually going to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Different different questions are going to get asked. So, no, I don't see that as being the case. Because what I really want our people to understand is about the – I think almost everything Shahrazad says, it's almost as if she was my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, almost everything she says, I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, all the way up until the polygamy pie argument. You know, I don't, I, 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 unfortunately, I don't agree with her wholeheartedly on that. <laughs> but, but on everything else, I'm like, yeah, and it makes sense. And I've had, but I've had sisters say to me, you, why are you so hard on the sisters? And so I, you know, I don't want the sisters to be listening to this broadcast and think that I'm being harder on them. I, I just feel wholeheartedly that how are we gonna come up as a as a people if we don't each do our part? And I'm a woman, so I know woman, and I know what it takes to be a woman. And that I feel if you're not representing and doing your part, then I'm gonna say so. And I think it's the same with the brothers, like like Joe. You remember how you were saying the um. The, the the whole program that you all are doing, like the man's rites of passage, and you really trying to, you know, create something for this is what we need to do as men. 
And if you right. see a brother who's not doing right, then you're going to stand up and say something. Right. So, right. you know, I'm, I guess me having this show or or when I see a sister who I feel like is, you know, needs my support and not being a certain way, then I'll just go ahead and say something. And I think and I think that's all that Shalazad is doing. Mm-hmm. I think that she just took it a took it a, a step further. She actually put the information down in the book and, you know, and got people to buy it and listen to it and read it and she's running around saying it. She's not doing anything different than so many mothers have done but just and the the thing is that she has she's opened it up for other people to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Like how many times has my mother said to me, Benita, you can't wear that. Don't go outside dressed like that. You know, and then if I had the audacity to do it anyway, then she sent my dad up to the school to embarrass me. Right. Hey, you, come here. Your mama said that you wasn't supposed to wear that skirt to school. <laughs> I'm going to take you home right. and make a change. Right. Or, um, no, you can't go to, you don't have on a slip. Put on a slip. You gonna go with no panels? Get you know just whatever it is, or um or then or even like my mother is um is a is a very proud Christian you know and she mm-hmm. loves Jesus and a zealot, but the thing is, regardless of whatever her position is or her her when she would go to somebody else's house that she would respect their position. Right. Mm-hmm. So my my grandmother, even though she's a Christian, she's also very superstitious. So my mom was like, no, nah, I'm not superstitious. That's like dabbling in witchcraft. And so she didn't believe in any superstitions. She didn't teach us those. But she taught it to us as we were going to our grandmother's house to make sure that we would respect our grandmother because above everything else, you're going to respect her. Right. So right. we're on our way to my grandma's house and. And it's uh like December thirty first or something like that, and we are like this close to maybe a couple miles away, and she's like, uh, uh-uh, stop, pull over, pull over, we're there, we're here, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm grown, I never heard the superstition yet, so I'm driving, and she's like, no, we have to wait, I have to call mama and see if a man has crossed the threshold yet. Oh wow. Mhm. And she she's this close to going to see her mom. We live, you know, thousand miles away. We are that close to being there, but because it is on January 1st, she wants to make sure that the man has come to visit her first because that's a superstition. And, you know, my point in saying this is that (sighs) these little jewels that Sharvazad has given us, they're all just these little (sighs) care for each other, respect each other, support each other, and kind of this conversation now has cycled back around to accept appreciate and be in agreement with each other and so my mother in that moment was i accept that this is my you know she was saying i accept that this is not my position but it is my mother's and i appreciate my mother and so i am going to be in agreement with following her position at least Mm -hmm. for the moment that i am under her situation and kind of like back to when Maine was saying, hey, this is my house and this is how I have my house set up and this is how I protect my home and you can't watch that on this particular TV because it infiltrates and it breaks, it um, disturbs and unprotects my environment. Yeah. Um, we have these agreements. Well, 
I kind of disagree with one of the things Shaharazad said, and that was the whole the whole thing about why men cheat. Because I kind of have my own theory about that, so I'm not sure whether or not you have time to hear it or if you're even interested. I'm interested. Go ahead. Okay. Oh yeah. That's Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Most men, when they cheat, is because there's a deficit in the household. Okay. Now, I already told you we get kind of this, you know, you, you know, you even mentioned about, you know, carrying a dresser and everything and, you know, walking up the stairs and all of that. Like when we get home, it should be peaceful, relaxing. It should be paradise. And instead, in a lot of instances, there's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of nagging. It's like, oh, you didn't do this before you left this morning. Oh, well, you know, you get all that going on. And so the men start to feel unappreciated, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so. As I mentioned before, I have a lot of frat brothers. I got brothers. I got cousins. I got friends. I got clients. So this is not just based on my experience. What you, you know, hear I'm, other I'm brothers in your atmosphere saying too, as well. Saying is that it's like, oh man, I, I got this one chick. I mess with her because she she got bomb dome. I mess with this other chick because she she know how to cook. And this other girl, she ain't all that pretty, but she make me feel so special. She make me feel appreciated. She she appreciates every little bit of time that I give her. She rubbed my feet. She did it, did you know. So I'm hearing all of this, and I'm thinking that's why most men cheat. So why don't men like just that, look for all is, of that in one woman? Because it's not possible. What? You could Frankenstein one, <laughs> but they won't. They won't do. You could Frankenstein one, but they won't come to life when you no, put I the think, electrodes I think we on exist. them. I, I, I tell you, like, so. you like this. Okay. Women, women, you all are the universe. You are the earth. Like you're the stars. You're like you're the moon. Mm-hmm. You're like you're a beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. Me, being the observer, I can observe more than one flower. I can water more than one flower. Whereas if you had another dude watering more, more than one flower, like this dude might put some pesticide on the flower. I'm just trying to water it, and we end up killing you, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to line up, but I can water three flowers. I can say, oh, this this flower is so beautiful. I like that one. I like this one. And I like this one. All for different reasons. Yeah, we like we like multiple women. Everybody should have a good woman in their life. And, yeah, that is a definitely a good reason, just being appreciated. Like, we will, so we will take a, a woman that isn't attractive as the others, because they appreciate us. Like, we got to get that from somewhere. Just like y'all got to get it. Y'all, you know, because women have a lot of emotional <laughs> cheating relationships, too, because of that. But me and we just are built, are built, and she said it, are built to like more than one woman. So she said you're either going to take the main woman, that's the, the other woman, or be no woman. But that's going to exist. So she said, refute, you know, refuting that is just really going to be dead energy. It's just going to be a waste of energy. Yeah. Like she said, the, um, she said that her, she was married at the time, and she was complaining. She really wasn't in agreement with it. She didn't like it, and she was letting her, dis, you know, discuss for it be known by asking the questions. Why? Why? Why would you get with her? Why her? And um, and his response was, "Cause she keeps you alive." That's supposed to keeping you alive. <laughs> that that woman like, right there makes me not want to come home and 
he, he, he might have kept it to 100 with that answer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just probably not very considerate of her feelings, but, you know, just probably the first thing that popped off. But, you know, um, I think that there's exceptions to every rule because I've always been a one-woman man when I'm with one that, you know, that appreciates me. But usually when it starts to go south, it's like I start drawing on all the good memories I have to counterbalance all of the shitty stuff that's popping off, you know what I'm saying? So it gets to the point where I, there's, there's no more balance anymore, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, she may say, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of created to want to be with more than one woman. I can kind of agree with that, but there's exceptions, you know, because we are mammals. You know, that's what, that's what mammals do. A lot of people think, oh, because we talk and we communicate and create technology, that makes us different. No, we are all still mammals at the end of the day, and as such, we have certain needs, you know. So, you know, we we're, we're all carnal. We're mammal. We're supposed to be able to say, hey, I, I'm capable of more than that. I can be focused. Well, absolutely, which is like why I said, you know, because we are mammals, we, we tend to be carnivores, but some of us have trained ourselves to, to be vegan, you know what I'm saying, and to be disciplined with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just really just a matter of, disciplining ourselves to to be a certain way and then being able to stick with it and then that's where you run into the problem because you need to so, find a you need to find a brother that's strong enough so to be able to are, accomplish that so when you have accomplished that if you want a okay. one woman man you got to be every woman to him okay Charles, so bro, when you run into, let me ask you so when you run into a situation where the energy becomes unbalanced do you you know because you said you found yourself going back do you tell that other woman, like in a gate, when things become a little shaky, I might slide off? I, I I most certainly do. I'm very verbal, you know, and I pick my fights very carefully. I don't just fight about dumb shit like, you know, okay, I squeeze my toothpaste from the bottom, you squeeze yours from the <laughs> middle. You know what I'm saying? You you pull your tool of paper from the, the, the back, I pull mine from the front. It's none of that. It's like when it, whenever I fix my mouth to say something, you best believe a lot of thought went into it. So if I feel under underappreciated, if I'm feeling a little taken advantage of or whatever, I'll open my mouth and I'll say something. And then if it gets to where it becomes a pattern, you know, and I start sounding like a broke record, then I'm going to be saying stuff like, man, you know, you're really starting to lose me. You know, I'm, you're really pushing me away. I'm starting to feel more distant from you, you know, and I'll now, just kind of let you when you say the pushing me away, when you say that, have you already, like, no. started getting with somebody else, or that's what no, you no, say no. before? Okay. No, no, it, 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 it doesn't work like that with me, at least. Okay. Most niggas, most dudes will just automatically just, just jump into something else. And they mind like, son, you know, she's going to treat me like this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't even going to say nothing, you know. And then it kind of becomes hot and heavy, and then it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. And then they start finding ways to justify the relationship, the extra relationship. Like, you know, well, i got to make a lie to get away with this time anyway, so, you know, I'm going to let her have one of her, her infamous moments, and I'm going to be fed up with it, and I'm just going to walk out, you know. There's little shit like that you know, that will contribute to the diminishment or the demise of a relationship. And That's what I said, you know. If, if you as can... a selfish thing. I didn't necessarily look at it as, I thought it was, you know, when a person moves no. to cheating that they're being selfish and um, 
and that they just don't have the courage to stand up and say, hey, like at least in your situation, you were talking mm-hmm. to them and you're saying, look, I, I, I can't do it. I'm about to move. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of goes along with that defeated thing, you know, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of, as a black man, you get to know, like, uh-oh, this is popping off again. You get a lot of deja vu, you know. Well, because and you said the word defeated, let me ask you this, bro. Do you feel like more black men cheat than white men? Um, I think that, well, I don't know. I, like I said, I got some white friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, not only that, but I live in Arizona. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's not nothing to see a brother with a white chick out here. You know what I mean? So, and then you see a lot of the sisters is very bitter and angry about that. And it's like, but you've put up that force field. So it's like there's so much to tear through just to get to who you are, you know, where it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to put it this way. There's a, you know, you go to the, the club and a sister's sitting there and you walk up and like, hey, how you doing? My name is Charles. Like, and? Like, oh, okay, right off the bat. It's kind of like, boom, a brick wall goes up, you know, and then you go to the clubs out here, the white girls are coming up to you. Hi, my name is such and such. Can I buy you a drink? And that's refreshing. <laughs> That's that's so refreshing, oh my goodness, you know. When been, for real, oh, I'm that in the lecture too. She said that uh, we that black men are going to other races just not because they look better or this or that. It's because they being nice. Yeah. I don't care how me personally. Oh, I don't care how man. nice. I ain't, I ain't fucking with. My son is engaged to a Hispanic girl right now. They're getting married in November, and. I wanted him so bad to get with a sister, but that was just all, that was me. I never cast that on him. I never made him feel any kind of way for being with her or whatever, but she treats him good. She brings him, you know, she'll just pop up at his work unexpected, bring him lunch. You know, she runs, you know, rubs his feet, makes him, you know, Mexican dishes and, you know, all this other stuff. I'm thinking, man, you know, okay, that's that's cool. That's, you know, I'm thinking, so man, that never even happened to me. Like, that is so sad. I mean, I've been that woman, and I've still been cheated on. I've been, my sisters have been that woman. Like, I remember my in college, my sister was, she'd not only make food for, like, say, the one that she was kicking it with, she'd make something like a whole panel design for the, all the brothers. Like, we even created a, this um, college I went to, we created this thing we call Women of Color. And we would totally serve them. We would be so, mm-hmm. totally supporting our brothers, and they still would be going with these white women, like they had. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that it was the the percentage, like it was a real small percent of black women on on campus, and so um, the brothers, you know, they would get with the few black sisters who was on campus, but they still didn't do them right, you know. Like those. Well, you talk about campus. Be, you talk about college days. Yeah, you know yeah. Well, yeah. I you am. Know, the, the, you know, that's pretty much where the whole creeping thing came from was from college. So a lot of people was in college, they're not really there for relationships that last more than a certain yeah, amount of time. that maturity level where they're supposed to. But the problem is I still see some of that behavior continuing to, you know, serious adulthood. Well, you know, and, and you get that because of a lot of games being played, you know, like, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of girls, like a lot of females I've noticed, don't really become marriage-minded until they start getting up around 30. And then when they're in their 20s, they tend to make it seem like, oh, I'm a relationship kind of a chick, but they play games. 
because a lot of a lot of females play games just like the dudes do, except dudes has become more game conscious. You know what I'm saying? So while the females sitting back scratching their head, being like, oh, man, I wonder why this dude is messing around on me. And then instead of being like, well, man, does he know that I'm doing the same thing? Maybe that's what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So or there's certain, behavior, there's certain behaviors that are like red flags to us. You know what I'm saying? Like a female that's got a whole lot of male friends, and then you get with them, and they're like, oh, well, don't be expecting me to give up my male friends because, you know, I ain't giving up my male friends. What that says to me is, you know, you know, you're not important enough. You, you know, your security Adam, is not important you. enough. Hold on, you man, know. I ain't wanted to add something to that. What's no, name? I'm just yeah. saying she had them before you. That's just something That's something you got to consider. I wouldn't make nobody drop their friends. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's just that if it comes to a situation like you can't talk to your friends around me or bring or if them friends are having an event, you always got to go alone. That's when it's an issue. But if you, yeah, that's you, what I said. That's friends, what I said. When, friends, when, when it, your friends when it, our life, into, you know, mm-hmm. our life, then we go ask them. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's zero bogusness involved, if there is like no, you know, kind of scandalousness involved, if it's all on the level, you know, on you know, on, on the square, then you know, then there's no problems. But it's like, oh, well, I got my friends, and da da da, and then it becomes a normal thing. Well, I, I went, I went and had lunch with my my boy Fred, da da da. Uh, today I went and I had dinner with such and such. It's like, oh, well, how come I didn't get invited? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then you have to put yourself in, in, in their shoes, too. It's like, what if he got female friends? Like, oh, yeah, I went, you know, to lunch with my girl, da 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 You're going to feel some kind of way, but you're going to try to hold it in because you don't want it to be a reflection or an issue of like, oh, well, you know, I get to do this, but you don't get to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, you know, if you feel in a certain kind of way, then you have to be able to put your your shoes on someone else and be like, okay, you know what? I can see where he's coming from. That makes me feel insecure that he's doing X, Y, and Z, so maybe I shouldn't do it either. You know, and then it becomes a a, a game, you know, oh, well, you can do this, well, watch this. And then it escalates. It tends to escalate. Mm -hmm. It tends to. It it definitely can escalate. It can move into places that you don't want it to go very (laughs) easily, and it's all because of misunderstandings and poor communication or – just, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the lack of wanting to offer freedoms. But I think that we're, each one of us are different. Like, we're as different as there are stars in the sky, I think I was saying the other day. And it's like, how do you – so there's a, there's a lot that has to go into play just in order for us to get along, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's truly miraculous for a couple when you hear stories of them being together 40, 50 years. Like, people are actually really – making these things work. And one of the this brings me to a transition. One of the things that Sharazah said was we as a people are willing to accept training in so many different areas. Like we're willing to be trained to make the job work or we're willing to be trained to, you know, read the training guide on how to drive the car or how to put together, you know, the the crib or whatever. But we're not willing to accept the trainings when in our relationship. So, for instance, what might be okay for Maine or what might be okay for Joe or what's okay for Charles may not be what's okay, say, for some other dude. You see what I'm saying? Everybody is not going to be the exact same. So, for instance, Charles, you may rather the woman in your life not have as many male friends. And and Maine Mm -hmm. might be like, well, I'm, 
that's that's fine with me as long as I can get invited to the same things. As long as she feels comfortable um, being with her male friend and me too at the same time, then I don't see a problem with it, right? Mm-hmm. And and that and I think that makes that makes sense. Like I remember the divorce court lady, um, that sister. She had once on like a little private post had said that same exact thing. She said she believes that married couples absolutely can have friends of the opposite gender, and that was the the barometer of whether or not they could. Exactly what Maine said. Can mm-hmm. you and can if if you are with your friend of the opposite gender are you can you keep in mind your significant other and if your significant other was there present with you would he appreciate the conversation as much as you are mm-hmm. so so if um i have a significant other and for instance right now i'm on the phone with three other men right now and if my significant other played this tape back how would he feel would he would he feel like i crossed the lines you know exactly. Mhm. Exactly. I feel you. Open with it. I'm good. Mhm. And am I, I, feel am I still uplifting him? Am I still like like if if he's my significant other in the bedroom, then he's still my significant other um, outside the home when I go to the store, when I go to work, but also like in social media. <laughs> we have so mm-hmm. like the couples are getting into fights and arguments and breaking up over the whole Facebook thing because. It seems like there's a lot of flirtiness that goes on there, and um, people are forgetting. Hold on, wait a second. Your significant other may be privy to this. How would you, mm-hmm. you know, how would they feel about you communicating the way you are on here? And then it's an like argument. I said, and it's like, oh, you trying to tell me what to do, and then boom. As long as there's no bogusness involved, and you know when you're being bogus, everybody knows it. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's like my barometer for you know for the way I behave or the way I act when I'm out in public and when I'm at home, which is the big key difference. You know, what I'm saying is if my grandmama walked into the room right now, would I feel ashamed of what she's going to see me doing or saying? You know, what I'm saying, and that to me is the same way people need to think when they're thinking about their significant other. If I'm out with this this opposite friend, opposite sex friend, and I'm having lunch with them, if my significant other pops into the room, am I going to feel like, oh, shit, you know, or am I going to be like, oh, pull up a chair, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a difference, and you know it because you're going to feel it in your heart. If you feel like it in your heart. Like if you know you, wasn't, you weren't on no shit. You know, if you knew yeah. that you was doing the right thing to begin with, if you was leading a righteous path and staying well, on it. Well, my thing, my thing is this. Everybody got a dark side. I got a dark side. You got a dark side. I want to know your dark side. I want to know your good side and your dark side. If you always goody-goody, more than likely, no. you know, you want something. <laughs> I, I don't care about telling my dark side. I'm going to tell you. I'm Hey, I'm going to tell you in the gate, I'm going to deal with at least one other woman. Like, you know, I'm going to tell you. Now, anybody who tells their partner what they're going to do and they continue, it is what it is. And that's keeping it and that's keeping it 100. But I'm going to also tell you my dark side. Hey, I may, you know, I, I, I like, I, I look at females' pictures on Facebook. I may like them, it don't, you know, but it don't mean I'm going to go after them. You know what I'm saying? So it's. But why does that? Why do you consider that to be dark side? Are you considering that to be dark side because it may not be in agreement with her? I'm not. 
that was one example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's because that's, you know, kind of accepting. That may be, you know, accepting lust, you know. Okay. Like, hey. Some some brothers look at porn. I lust that woman. Mm-hmm. I lust that woman. You know, porn is a, is a good example. You can go on and on with dark side stuff. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that stuff, too. Oh, I was just trying to clarify your definition of dark side. Like, if your definition of dark side was, um, I mean, just appreciating a woman ain't really dark. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, uh, like, damn, but, but bro, I was picturing like some really evil some, stuff, you know. Women, but there's some women who, you know, will investigate Facebook to the point they go in your friends and see you better not like none of her pictures. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to well, scroll oh, down all 2,000 of these. Joe, I bet you, yeah. Oh, you said all of 2,000 what? I'm going to scroll down all 2,000 of these likes. Joe, <laughs> 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 uh, I know you got some stories on that. You still on the phone. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you and I have had conversations about this. and um, But I'm, I'm going to let you tell whatever it is that you want to reveal. Oh, this is the re- revelation of the dark side? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not confession time. Yeah, it's just, oh, I mean, if, you, if you feel like you're going to offer something that might help the listeners, because, you know, this is all about healing. So yeah. uh, let, let me let you sum that up, bro. I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's healing, but it's just um, the fact that uh, when you, you know, when you think you're knowing someone or uh, have an idea who that person is, it's, I guess I guess that trick bag is deep, and they can dig in that trick bag and pull out another one, and and, and kind of have you look crazy because you, I guess you you got to the point where you let your guard down. You wasn't expecting anything else crazy to happen or whatever. But I mean that's that's really nothing, man. That's life, though. I'm sure all of us are going through that. So big deal. It could be yeah. scary, but at the same time, it's like. Right. The, the questions, you know, I've definitely been in that situation. Like, so who is this woman to you? You know, asking those questions, right? Mm-hmm. And but then, but then that turns into an argument. I'm like, how did this turn into an argument? I was just asking, you know. Like, <laughs> but I guess y'all don't even want to hear the questions, though. Yeah, but you gotta be careful with that too, because then if you get in, if it's turning into an argument, then there's bogusness afoot. You gotta go with your heart. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I should have danced on eggshells with that. You know what I'm saying? Just be direct. That's the way I I like to be, and a lot of sisters are not like that. You know what I'm saying? But you just gotta be direct. If something is bothering you, you need to be able to say it and don't hold it in and wait till it becomes a bigger issue and then being like, this has been a problem to me ever since last year on July the 2nd when blah, 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 blah. You know, it needs to be something like, hey, this this happened today. You know, I'm trying to get to the, you know, how, what's going on with this here? I'm a little uncomfortable with this, so, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And if it turns to an argument, then generally it's because there's something that's not right going on. I'm just going to keep yeah. it real. So that's kind of yeah. like going back to the training when she suggested that we allow yeah, ourselves to be trained. Yeah, but then again, who, but then again, who's who's qualified to train us? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying like with within your relationship. So I know that's what I'm saying. Within you, the relationship, like if you and I are in a relationship, I train you about me, and you train me about you. 
Oh, I, I, I call so that learning it, each other. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Training, mm-hmm. training is probably a harsh word. Sound like yeah, training, the training implies to me a third party or, you know, oh. or, or somebody that's an expert on something teaching you something you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to me, to hear the, you know, someone say, oh, I want to train you how to get along better with your mate, I mean, like, the only way that you would be able to do that is if you knew me implicitly and if you knew them the same way. And no one knows each other that way. I mean, well, you know, yeah. so it is, to me it's a learn each other's situation. See, one thing that I've learned is that in order for, one one thing for sure, that the best way for a relationship to work is not have any external forces. It's like it's you, you've got to trust each other, work with each other, talk to each other. It's got to be within. So whatever mm-hmm. th- decisions that you as a couple are going to make are between you and a the couple. And there are no right or wrong. There, there, there's no rules. It's only what you create. Right. That goes back to expectation of, of what we have going on, too. That's the conversation you have between your mates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the conversation you have in the beginning. Like Maine said, he put it this way, I let her know out the door. You know, I let her know from the beginning, and I, I I use this phrase, the beginning of the flick. That's how I say, like in the beginning of the flick, you knew that I had male friends. You knew that. In the beginning, there was there was information spread. I'm gonna spread the light. And um, but maybe maybe those beginning conversations aren't as thorough as they need to be. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. Because there's, there's, there's girls I know that's been out on, on on dates with dudes, and you know, and dudes is just finding out on the on the fifth date that she had two kids, or you know what I'm saying, or you know, or that she you know don't, you know don't really believe in God or whatever the situation is. You know, a lot of people just need to be specific about the questions that they want answers to a little sooner. Yeah, but how do you? Sometimes I think maybe that could come off as an affront or a, I don't know, or a um, interrogation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you, you know you need to be tactful about how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't just pop off and be like, what, what set you claim? You know or like, saying? I could just see y'all coming with the clipboard and checking it off. Like, okay, so do you... Um... No, it happens mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just see just a super detailed list down at the bottom. Um, and the very last question is, do you perform oral sex? Okay, check. We good. You know, like that. <laughs> you just no. perform. We got to see now. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you say, man? What you say? I'm here, Stelly. You say do you perform? You got to see how it works. How it works. But but that is a problem, not. That is a problem, not asking enough cautions. We don't ask mm-hmm. enough cautions. And then down the line we see, like you said, somebody don't even believe in God or, you know, a problem will exist, uh, you know, present itself because we didn't ask enough cautions in the beginning. I think that should be up to about 100, 150 cautions asked. Is it, mm-hmm. Somebody said that. Was that Charizard? I think, but I think that I read that, it. Did uh, I read that someplace? Or? That is one of the things that uh, Neely Fuller said. Mm, yes, that's what it was. I was listening to him. He sure did. I have a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. I'm in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. one. Did he say 150 questions, Maine, or he said more? I think he said up to about 250. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he said that you should be you should have gotten at least that many questions answered before you even have sex. Right, before sex. Yeah. And I think that's very smart yeah. because once you start once you start exchanging especially, go ahead. Somebody else. Especially especially if that's somebody you're trying to build with. Mhm. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily somebody you're trying to build with. Just enough just enough questions for the situation. <laughs> right. Right. But you you know off top you you know off top um uh, what type of person you're dealing with too, uh, whether or not you wanna go so far with a person. Unless you're mm-hmm. really, really trying to, you know, kick it with them and build a future with them, you you can pretty much figure that That'll, out. Yeah, that will limit the amount of questions you have. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. <laughs> it really does. Just trying to get there and keep it moving. Oh my. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're not gonna ask a prostitute, do they have a uh, like? What's your religion? I mean, yeah, because you, right. you, you don't care. <laughs> you don't right. care. Yeah. You're just trying to get yours to keep it moving. Right. right. That absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. And I think that, that that process is not only like that for you all, but for us too. You know, there's yeah, some, you know, some women who are just as happy having the one-night stand or whatever, and then the one-night stand, I don't, I don't need to know how many children you have or whether or not you exactly. pay mm-hmm. that child support. Or even contributing to them. Yeah, that's why you know, given the intent of the situation, if you don't ask, like given my intent, if you don't ask, I ain't volunteering the information. It don't matter. You, it might not matter. Are you all maybe not in your youth, but now that you are older, are you more concerned about the energies that you share with a woman? Definitely. Like, yes. Most definitely. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's my, my my energy is very valuable to me. So you're my not time, just out there. My time like, is very valuable that to one. me. Oh no. no, my time is very valuable, valuable to me, and I kind of become of the mind, like as I've gotten older, that if you're not part of my solution, then you're part of my problem. Mm-hmm. And I know that that kind of seems overgeneralizing, but I just kind of feel like that's what's kind of limited the amount of friends I have in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to look at, you know, who's contributing to my life. You know what I'm saying? Who makes and who just, enriches my life? What who you know, so I tend to forge relationships now that enhance my life in some kind of way. And you're not just you speaking know? about sexual energy either, which was what at first came to my mind, but you're talking about Boom. all around, period. Life. Yeah. I'm talking about my life force. And you you agree with um, that, Joe? Just whoever's yeah. in your atmosphere? That's right. Because you you really you really not trying to share your space with somebody who who is not worthy of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. People would be true. really people would be really, or or women would probably be uh, really. They they really don't know that men really are particular. When you talk, when I say men, I mean a man. Mm-hmm. Men yeah. are really particular. Once you greet, once you reach that point of being a, a man, you are very particular about who you let in your space, because you don't want no like just dumbass chick just because yeah. you look around you that just totally off on your energy. Mm-hmm. Right, where they do that at, bro? All right. Yeah, I heard I heard a brother say that the other day too. He says that he turns down. I think he, but his phrase was real interesting. I think he said something like, um, "Everybody can't get his dick. They just can't." You know, mm-hmm. days over with, man. That's high school shit. That's high school. That's high school shit. 
We was yeah. trying to we was trying to get as many as we could. We was trying to conquer it all in high school. <laughs> after that, after, it ain't about numbers no more. No, yeah. not. it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was, was the last before swine back then. What'd you say, Charles? You was a what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, it was pearls before swine back then. You oh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how they say in the Bible about you know not spilling your pearls before swine because okay. the pigs will just they'll eat all your valuables just like they will slop and it won't make no difference to them. They don't discern. Right. You know when when you're younger, you like that. You just, you know, let whoever into your space or fuck whoever, you know what I'm saying? But as you get older, you know, you appreciate your life and who your worth and, you know, everything else a little bit more. So you become a little bit pickier, a little bit more discerning about who you spill your pearls in front of. Yeah, like when I went to the doctor, I was at the doctor one day and I was talking about something. And anyway, some kind of way it came up, the doctor said, well, it, this is your significant other, you're with him, you're sharing a lot more than once you start having sex with him, then then you all are sharing. He was taking, looking at it from a biological perspective, but basically he was share, saying that we share a lot of things, like a lot of, like our, not just our energy, but like our, like our DNA or um, uh, the, the, like the little skin, um, all kinds of things. That, if, that you could think of biologically that I can't get the words to come out right now, but that mm-hmm. we were sharing all of that, you know, that all was being swapped. So, for instance, we, then we're going to share colds, we're going to share um, shedding skin together, we're going to share so much, right? Mm-hmm. And that just kind of gives me the thought of if you look at that not only biologically but also um, emotionally or spiritually even, you know, that's, that's, that's you know, do you really want to be sharing all of that with somebody who's, like some of the things you guys said, unworthy. And I think yeah. Do you remember um, that movie Species? Mm. Going like the, no, it had um. Oh my god, the tall blonde chick in there. And she she uh, I guess they went out in the space and they came back and they had brought an alien virus and. You know, it ended up turning into this girl, and then she, while she was maturing, you know, basically she she looked like a little girl, but then when she reached, you know, um, womanhood, she changed into this creature or whatever. But the reason why she was even there was to like get a man to get her pregnant so she could have an offspring. But when she would meet these dudes, she was like going out trying to basically she was just offering it up to anybody, but she would be discerning because. She could tell if somebody was sick. She could tell if somebody had cancer. She could tell. And then, like, she would, like, Mm. fence it on you and then not give you the cuckoo. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, when you get older, it's like, you know. It's the reverse of it. You think about it. I'm not going to just, you know, share all these, you know, duties with you. You know, know, my saliva, my semen, my my skin, my bed, my space, all of that stuff with you. You know, if you're not... If you're not, in my opinion, worthy, if you're not, in my opinion, you know, something that, you know, is is worthy of that. I love how you said my opinion because each one of us have the right, you know, like what's good for me may not be good for you and so on. You know, Mm -hmm. it could could be as different as, uh, I know, man, you wanted to say something. Oh, no, I was saying old girl wanted to find somebody who was pure and she a goddamn alien. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, but she has the right mindset, though. <laughs> like, you ain't, you ain't pure. Right. <laughs> Not even an earthling, right? But, but that happens a lot, and that brings me back to another point that Shirazad said, because she would say to the lady, she's like, how are you looking for a real brother? And you a fake sister. You're not even coming mm-hmm. real. You coming with the fake eyelashes, the fake hair, the fake booty, the fake this, the fake thing that. The thing is, the thing is, what's real? What's real to them? They, mm-hmm. they want a matrix dude. That's what's real to them. Yeah. Who that, uh, you know, passed the, the check. You mm. know? So, yeah. what's real? And maybe that that's a good response to her statement. Absolutely. Or maybe they are getting what they want. They are getting that air quotes real dude. Right. Because mm-hmm. most of the sisters that, you know, want a brother who, you know, on his nat his, that's his true self on his natural self, they they're a little bit more closer to their natural self, you know. For the most part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless they just getting into consciousness. Well, you know, um, y'all, we've been on the phone. So I don't want to hold y'all hostage forever. I could go on talking about this probably for the rest of the day, but, you know, I want to be cognizant and appreciative of your time, but not only just your time, but the other people who may possibly be interested in listening to this. And I don't want them to be like, oh, wow, two hours has passed and we still have sitting here listening. So I want us to bring this to some kind of conclusion. Hmm? I don't think we've been on the call for on the call for a total two hours. We was talking for forty minutes. That's probably where you're getting that time from. <laughs> <laughs> it's twelve o'clock. We started at nine thirty. Remember, you had yeah. to hang up and call back in because you got disconnected. We had te- technical difficulties. So from nine to twelve would be three hours. We started at nine thirty. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. But see, that's just how it is, though, man. When you spend time with me, when you sip and see with me, baby, let me tell you what it's like. You be looking at the phone. You be looking at your phone like, man, B, I've been sitting here with you for three hours? And I be like, yeah, that's how it is. Like, three hours seems like five minutes with me. It just is. Because it just be that beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> spent the whole morning, afternoon. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, so, um, but the thing is, though, listen, I mean, I, I can invite you all back. We can do another discussion another time if you like. Um, I really would love for you to sum it up because I want, I want our listeners to, to be able to look at it and say, okay, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna listen to that. It's not too long, you know. And I want them to enjoy. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even mind if they indulged in it a little bit because I think that we have put together a lot of good information and a lot to offer. And um, to me, it just all sums up on us working together as a people and black women loving our black men. But I'm going to listen to you all, summation. Okay. Well, here's my summation. Just be aware as a black woman or any woman, that, you know, if you're with a black man, you know, that he's already the last one out of the starting blocks. Don't expect him to be the first one across the finish line. Respect him, embrace him, love him, you know. Be aware that when he comes home, that home is supposed to be paradise, not supposed to be round two 
or, you know, the sequel of what happened the night before, you know, just be a little more cognizant of it. Try to be that Shaka Khan, I'm every woman. If you don't expect him to go out and be doing X, Y, and Z with X, Y, and Z, you know, if you think you could be that Frankenstein chick, then, then be her. You know, be all of them things. Be the good cook. Be the one that give hair. Be the one that makes him feel special. Be the one that makes him feel empowered. Be the one that challenges him. Be the one that just makes him feel like the king. So you can't treat him like S and then expects to be treated like a queen in return. It just doesn't work that way. You will mess around and get cheated the one. You heard it here first. <laughs> boom. Oh, a boom. <laughs> the mic drops. Um, Joe, you want a song? Main one of y'all. We're gonna go yeah, to I'll, okay. I'll sum it up right, and, and just say that um, there, there, we can walk, we can walk a long way together as long as we know um who we are and what we've been through, and definitely where we're going. And um, it, it's going to take it's going to take um, it's going to take the brothers to do a lot. I mean, we have to stand up on um, on a lot of things, a lot of things that we have um, allowed to happen in our past that we need to correct and move forward. And um, <clears throat> I, I believe that's where it starts. So uh, once the brothers are um, consciously together, then the ladies the ladies can walk with us confidently in the right direction. May? Yeah, so men, we're, we're very simple. You know, we only want a few things. I think, you know, the brother Joe just named some of those things. Um, I would just say get with a brother who is worthy. Get with a man. Get with a brother who is worthy and is on path, on purpose and on his path. Once you do that, no shakiness. Be one hundred be one hundred percent with that man, like because women can go back and forth just between the man and the system itself. You're gonna follow one man either way. Like I said, the red pill or the blue pill. Be with that black fist one hundred percent. Be with that man who's gonna you know, that man will protect you. If you open up accept, agree, and appreciate that man. That man is going to protect you and work extra hard for you. So, you know, just be 100% down for each other. That's what's up. Um, uh, listening to you all, I just had two more things that I want to add. One is in support of you and all my other black brothers out there across the world. And the other is a in support of my sisters out there across the world. One, I feel like we need to work a lot. Us sisters need to spend more time celebrating our brothers. Mm-hmm. I, I had a significant other who my my own personal mantra has always been complain in private and praise in public. And so <clears throat> I, I'll, I'll praise in private too, but I just most certainly am not going to make an announcement to everybody else on earth um, the things that are troubling me and my mate. So, but when I'm in public, the praise in public, I have one significant other who was just really taken aback by that. He was a, 
he was surprised, appalled, and he just couldn't believe it. And, and it really kind of got him to be feeling even that much more better about me. But the thing is because he just wasn't used to that. Like he wasn't used to somebody praising him. Like he wasn't used to somebody saying, yeah, man, you like so good at communicating. I think you could be the alderman. You know, I really think you should run for that. Like not, <clears throat> he just wasn't expecting or used to that. And I think that, so so here in, in within this conversation, we come up with the analogy of running the stairs, carrying the dresser, whereas our um, other race counterparts are riding the escalator. That's a huge difference, and that's a very obvious one. And so if you are um, in relationships with brothers, it is a very good idea to praise them, celebrate them, to say, hey, I see you doing it. Go ahead with your bad self, right? <clears throat> and that's in support of you all. Thank you very much. I most certainly appreciate you. And in support of my sisters, I want to say, and I thought about this when Charles was talking about basically work your ass off so you won't get cheated on. And I feel like I don't think that Charles was saying that in a negative way. I think that because the type of person that he is, he'll put all he can into the relationship. And the only thing that would cause him to stray is if the woman is not reciprocating that and putting all she has into the relationship. And I think that's where my brother Charles is coming from. But we have too many other folk on earth who expect you to be superwoman, and you are superwoman, and you are doing stuff and they, um, you still may get cheated on. And so I think in those instances, I want my sisters to know that do what you can, do your best, continue to love and celebrate your mate. But in those instances, if this ever happens to you, if you ever get cheated on, then um, don't, don't harm yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't throw yourself down. Don't become so utterly... You know, your self-esteem be so in the toilet over it that you can't pick yourself back up and still be that good mate for the right one. If it didn't work with X, and maybe it was because X wasn't worthy, but someone one day will come by, come through, who is worthy, and make sure that you still are that good woman and you've held on right. to those skills for the next one. There go that unicorn that everybody chasing, that, that monogamous, that straight monogamous man. That, that Joe just said it, so treat him right. Everybody chasing that, that unicorn. <laughs> you, you chase the unicorn, treat it right when you catch it. Oh, so if you do catch the unicorn, then I, I hear you, man. You're saying if she's if she happens to come up with that, if she if she catches him or if he right. catches her, you know, she could be the unicorn too, right? The unicorns come in both genders. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. So if y'all catch each other, hold on to each other is what I'm hearing you say. Definitely. All right. Or- Praises. I just took a time, a chance right there to pause and breathe and make sure that everything is all on point. Are we all good? I say. I say. Okay, thanks again, you all, for participating. I really appreciate you. Appreciate the people listening, people downloading the broadcast. I appreciate um, you all for participating. We got Maine, Joe, and Charles. We have um, Midwest, East, and West, all represented. Um, our southern counterpart wasn't able to join us today, but we are here, coast to coast. <laughs> all 
Um, and we got all the different ele- maybe not all the elements, but all the elements were you know, part of the table too, which is nice. Yeah, all four of us here. We got earth, wind, fire, and water. We're all here in this discussion. Okay, that's it. I'm saying right. goodbye. Peace. Good night. Peace out. All right, peace, y'all. Peace.